Hello. Hello. Welcome to. Uh, well, hello. Hi. Welcome hi. Hi, Stu. Another, hello, hi, Ken. Welcome hey. to another fucking lockdown episode of the Ken and Stu Show, uh, the podcast that features me and Ken talking about films and that. For those. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a tagline. <laughs> For those about to lock, we will go down on you. I don't know. We will. We will. Talk about films in like yeah 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 probably probably that's it's more uh, it's more suited to a podcast than going down been on anyone reading, right been reading a book about Queen lately not the Queen about Queen oh about uh, Queen yeah yeah what did you discover read, in this uh, book about Queen that was I written by somebody other than Queen I discovered that the uh, that Rod, 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 I want to say Roger Deakin uh, Roger John, John Taylor no uh, no members of the members of Queen who aren't Brian May and Freddie Mercury. Roger like, Deakin isn't right. He's that. He's the cinematographer. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was also a Roger. Maybe it was John Deakin and Roger Taylor. I think that is the right way around, actually. Okay. 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 I mean, I, they just. I mean, the, the interesting thing about the book is, and I mean this with with great respect to them. Yeah. They just come off like just someone's dad. I love it. They're just some. <laughs> cunt, they're just some cunt's dad. They talk like. <laughs> so is Brian May, to be honest. I mean, Freddie, Mer- Freddie Mercury is this, this like a larger than life, uh, apart from being dead guy, yeah? Yeah. And then Brian May and the other are just like your dad. <laughs> Do you know what? I tell you, I tell you a funny story. I was yeah. I was this close to Brian May once. Yeah, how close is that? Because I can't see you. That it was it, it was like it was it was that close. The infinitesimal small space was that. Yeah, it? yeah. I see, I, look, can you not see what I'm doing? Of course, I can't see what you're doing. Well, guess. Take a guess. Okay, you're you're holding your thumb and forefinger very, very close to one another, but not touching. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, all right, good. Okay, now, in what circumstances were you? In what circumstances were you this close? Okay, well, first of all, that was a fucking good guess. Well done. I'm I'm glad you. you. I'm glad you took that. Um, Secondly, we don't you don't make 29 episodes of a podcast without getting a little bit of like psychic connection. I'd say that's true. Psychic connection. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, extra, re- extra, extra perception. Nice. I like it. sounds like cancer. I That's like uh, that is uh, extra cancery perception. I like yeah, it. Yeah, that is uh, supernatural. Oh fuck, that's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, like but that? that's a good one. Oh, right, but that's okay. a good one. Oh man, this this is a great episode so yeah, far. Yeah, this is um, the best one we've ever done so far. By by, it, it, honestly, by. it makes all the previous ones combined look like dog shit <laughs> to a significant degree. I'm gonna take them um, down. This yeah. is the new, the new normal. This is the new standard. <laughs> anyway, tell um, me the circumstances in which you were this close. To okay, I I got hired by a company. Um, to go. Oh, this and... is bollocks already. This never happened. Yeah, go no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Make some on, bullshit. No, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was at the London Science Museum, oh, yeah. and and I was filming a panel discussion about Asteroid Day, which Brian May uh, chaired because he has oh, a, yeah, P- a PhD a in astrophysics. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's a fucking dad. That's why he, he doesn't. He doesn't actually have a PhD in astrophysics. He watched one episode of Red Dwarf and thought, "Yeah, I can do a science. I can <laughs> yeah, do a not space only science." Is this hilarious. Yeah, it's just like it's also very Brian. feasible. Well, he's just <laughs> <laughs> he's so desperate. Like he got he got such a bad rep after he just hoard out Queen's Legacy to you know like team up with Five and shit. And he's like, "I got to do something else now." And he watched like <laughs> the first episode of Red Dwarf and said, "I'll do a space science. I'll I'll reinvent myself." 
and it, it worked to some degree. I would he's, like he's... to. I would like to challenge the preconceived notion. Not, yes. This is, this is not a notion you have put forward. I'm not challenging you. Okay. Okay. I'm, I would like I'm... to challenge the conceived notion that Queen's legacy yes. was hauled out in any way more specifically after Freddie Mercury's death than it was before. That that man was the ultimate whore. Um, and they're they're playing at Sun City, and yeah. everything they did basically was just in the interests <laughs> of making enormous amounts of spawn. Um, um, which... I challenged the idea that there was any <laughs> legacy apart. I mean, they made really good, popular classic rock songs. They were not an art band by any extent of the imagination, and I refuse to accept. <laughs> I refuse to accept that there is a something to taint there. They were not. They were no. Not having it. Okay. Do you know what? You've you've said that very eloquently. Uh, much more eloquently than I said eloquently just a second ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you've you've got a good case. We'll uh, I'll see you in court. I look forward to uh, <laughs> I look forward to hashing this out with you, Stuart. Yeah, yeah. Well, totally like the most absolute res- respectful legal <laughs> legal proceedings imaginable, <laughs> during which we attempt to remove relieve each other of everything we've ever had. I, I got some bad news for you, though. The uh, presiding judge is Judge Dredd. Oh shit! Okay. Um, well, at least it wasn't that judge who I really hate. Judge hates you. Judge, um, oh, judge thingy out of uh, Roger Rabbit. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus! Okay. Th- those are the only two judges. <laughs> yeah, there's. What about Judge Reinhold? Oh, uh, well, yeah, sorry. I mean, <clears throat> sorry. Who? Judge Judge Reinhold from. I from, I don't Beverly know Hills, who Hills, he no, is. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Um, I know also Judge, like, Judge Reinhold from Beverly Hills Cop. Okay, okay, I I understand. I understand the concept. Yeah, Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop is really fun to say. Far as like Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Imagine if you met someone and there was your mate, and you get on really well with it. You just ran into like someone at your work or something. You got on really well with, yeah, yeah. And you, you hit it off. You, mm-hmm. You're chatting with them. You have, you know, you, you maybe go for a, like a, a a coke or something with them, and you ask him, "Hey, what's your favorite movie?" And they go, uh, "Beverly Hills Cop." <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> Is that the whole okay, hang on. okay, so in the in the whole okay, you're like okay, so I've seen I've seen your house. You've got like a six shelves of fucking Blu-rays, like tons and tons of films. Now you obviously like you like films. You're you're sending my buff, and it's like yeah. And you're like okay, so in the entire expanse of cinema. That your favourite movie that has been produced is uh, is Beverly Hills Cop. And he's like, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop, yeah. <laughs> then his phone rings and it's fucking Axel F. Hello. <laughs> I fucking love this concept. This is brilliant. <laughs> Like, what do you think of Beverly Hills Cop 2 and 3? It's like, shit, no shit. <laughs> bollocks, yeah, yeah, yeah. D- yeah just, bollocks. <laughs> a destruction, a whoring out of the legacy of Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Beverly Hills bollocks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a Beverly Hills cop out, more. Yeah, hey. <laughs> oh, hey, nice, nice. Imagine, yeah, you meet somebody who's got like 10 shelves of Blu-rays and you ask them what their favourite <laughs> 90s film is and they say, stay tuned. Ed <laughs> <laughs> uh, TV, Ed TV. Yeah, it's ah uh, okay. California. Okay, I, do you know what? It's not even th- th- worth things, things. Things to do. Things to do in Denver when you're dead. 
<laughs> Englishman went up well and came down the mountain. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did... <laughs> so this is the kind of thing only me and Kevin find funny. <laughs> yeah, there is there is one other person uh, laughing puppet, puppet at this point, but it's about puppet not this. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Why did yeah. I download this? <laughs> <laughs> what was I on last night when I downloaded this? Um, Children of the Con. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listing the shit I remember seeing in like, Blockbuster that no one ever rented. <laughs> it was always there. Uh, anatomy. <laughs> I love this. Because yeah, this... the, the, ana- the anatomy VHS cover always used to give me the fur. The fr- I, d- I don't remember it. Oh, it's like a German film or something, and it's got like a skinned fella on the cover, or like a zombie on the cover. Okay. The um, <laughs> what's yeah. your favourite film? Um, Dr. Giggles. <laughs> sort of, sorry, what? <laughs> My favorite, uh, 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 Wishmaster. <laughs> yeah, this is what this podcast is. Us yeah, this is just a general... anyone's favourite film. I think it's actually not a bad <laughs> subject, to be honest. I think it could sustain, it could sustain a multi-hour podcast. <laughs> Ken and Stu presents the films that nobody remembers that is someone's favourite. Nobody's favourite movie. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, uh, nobody's favourite movie. That's why Garth Jennings, the Garth Jennings adaptation of Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> Which I've not seen. My ex bought me because uh, we went to see Why? That. Is that why she's your ex? Uh, we, me, me and her went to see that. Uh, okay. and, and she it loved was it. Shy. No, it was <laughs> shite. Uh, no, but okay. you know, because I was with uh, with Mace, so I was like, yeah, it was fine, it was alright, you know. Uh-huh. And then she bought me, she bought me for my birthday this big action figure of Marvin the Paranoid Android from that movie. Right. I've still got it. And it's a fucking hunk of shit. <laughs> Why do you still it's have a it? Fucking shit movie. I've still got it. Yeah, I'm not getting rid of it. Why not? It's a hunk of crap from a shit movie <laughs> that can't. And it. And here's the thing: it can't have been cheap. Right. It can't have been cheap. It's garbage. Okay. And is I, this? I, I just wanted to. I, want, I don't know why how this has happened or why. Am I right? Is it? It's Martin Freeman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you got a big Martin Freeman in your in your bedroom. Well, um, no, it's a big um, robot. I didn't. I mean, I don't know who did the voice. I thought it was like Gary. Oh, I thought Holden he played the android. Sorry. I thought he played the guy, Dent or whatever. Yeah, no, he does. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah, my hitchhikers. So I've got the big android. Imagine if I had a big Martin Freeman like, <laughs> in my house. Imagine a if big the... action, like Tim from The Office action figure. And, he, and when, you press the, when you pull the string, he, does, he looks at the camera and goes... <laughs> Imagine just hell. Martin Freeman in your little, house. Like, little David Brent, and when you pull it, he goes, there's been a rape up there. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that was a missed trick. Office action <laughs> figure. <right? laughs> really, really... Play a record. <laughs> and now that it will round-headed buffoon. Yeah. That is Carl Pilkington. Ah, oh, Christ Almighty! Oh, we could be on this all day, you know. Forgot, forgot that there's another season of Afterlife that I haven't watched. Oh yeah. I might have to get on that. <laughs> there's some. <laughs> <laughs> For... Tell you my favourite thing about Afterlife. Did we talk about Afterlife? I bet you, we did. Yeah, yeah, your favourite thing about Afterlife is Ricky Gervais, isn't it? Now, my favourite thing about Afterlife is the fact that the he gives he gives money to a junkie to buy heroin. Yeah, and then the in, junkie in dies, it, and then the junkie overdoses, and there's no follow up on that. Yeah, no follow up. Well, maybe there's maybe no uh, consequences. Nobody uh, learns anything, and nothing no, changes. No, you've said that, but you haven't seen season two, have you? 
No, that that's true. Maybe the whole thing is about him going getting sent down for uh, probable cause or whatever. Yeah, know. yeah. Ends with him in prison where he belongs. He gets hauled in by the uh, Beverly Hills cop. <laughs> I took a I took a drink of tea there and nearly sprayed that over my laptop. Thanks for that. Is the main character of Beverly Hills Cop called Beverly Hills, Hills Cop? cop? <laughs> like the main um, character of Die Hard is called Die Hard. Oh shit! Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop's climbing up a Ferris wheel. Yeah, that was the we, third one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the third one. <laughs> yeah, Don't John mention Landis, that. John Landis. John Landis. Yeah, John Landis. John Landis. Um, yeah. Helicopter murder. <laughs> yes, there we go. It was like we got the obvious, you know, <laughs> rev- reference out the way. Thirteen minutes into the podcast, and we've done nothing. Absolutely nothing of any We've consequence. We've covered nothing. But you know what? We've had fun. I think that's a good place to wrap up, actually. Thanks yeah, very much for joining us. Thanks for, um, thanks for listening to yeah, the Yeah, can, can, can we, for the, for the next one, where we talk about... Um, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to remember another shit 80s film there. Yeah, just, I was trying to think of one as well. Yeah, no, no. Coming to mind. Mine's gone blank. Mine's gone blank. Um, Mine's gone blank. Anyway, so shall, shall we actually uh, get started then, Stu? Uh, yeah, um, is that is that uh, enough waffle? Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, before we before we do crack on, of course, um, it's time for everybody's uh, favorite new feature of the show. Oh yes, um, reg- regular feature of the show. Uh, you know, we've had tons of feedback. Um, our mailbox yep. is jammed full of compliments for this. We actually it, we actually have got a letter, and that's reminded me of that. So thank you. Oh right, okay, we'll get onto that in a second then. Yeah, um, will, yeah. So it's time for films that open with arses. And oh yes! Yeah, Here we go. This this week's uh, film that opens with an arse is Lost in Translation. Stu, what is yeah. your favourite bit of this film without having seen it? Because I don't think you've actually seen it, have you? No, I've seen Lost in Translation. Oh, you've seen it. Okay. So what yeah. what is your what is your favourite bit of Lost in Translation? The arse. Mine too. Okay, that was another great um, films that open with arses. Um, can't wait for next next time. Um, Isn't that thanks. both of them? Haven't we done both of them now, though? Uh, no, no. There are many films that open uh, with an R, Stu. Because this is a regular feature of the show that we have committed to without any without any pre-thought. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll just find some. Don't worry about it. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. I mean, this might eventually become pornography. Right? You might run out of normal mainstream <laughs> films. And it's like, what's your fate? Films that open with arses, number six. Wet black arses. Okay, well, once again, well done, Stu. That was that. Was that, that was that one. Okay. And what's it going to be next time? Wet black arses, eight. Okay. Films that open with arses. No, I think, I think in order for this to maintain its integrity that it is kept for the previous two episodes, we yeah. have to only include mainstream films, right? Well, I mean, Wet Black Arses 6 did have a plot. Dare I ask what the plot was? The plot was uh, that there was a woman who got her ass fucked and then she was, you know, pop shot and then the credits. <laughs> what was <laughs> what was the reason behind this uh, arse tanning? She was horny, I guess, and wanted it. Was the guy horny as well? It seemed that way. Yeah. Some performance. <laughs> he wasn't faking it. He was. He was definitely up for it. I mean, he could have been faking it, but I mean, if he was, it was. I was impressed. I was very convinced. Was he just adequately fluffed before? He gave. He gave the impression that the act. The act was desirable. Like you get the impression that even if the cameras weren't rolling, he'd still be into he, it. He'd still be. He'd still be for it. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess. I mean, that's a very thin plot. Um. 
Not yeah, as I mean, yeah, but it's still more more substantial than most of the MCU. I think. Well, it's still it's still a more substantial plot than Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, it, that is actually true. Yeah. What if you met someone, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you got on really well with them at work or whatever, and you went for a pint, and you, and over a pint, you were like, "What's your favorite movie?" And they said, uh, "Wet Black Artist Six. <laughs> well, based on your description there, I'd say you have exceptionally fine tastes, sir. Well done. Would you like another pint? <laughs> It's on me. Yeah. <laughs> After that, it's definitely on me. Yeah, because I don't yeah. want you touching me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why are your hands always wet? Uh, no, no, it's not in fact that, actually. Um, yeah, that's not. Um, <laughs> do you want to hear the letter that we got? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the letter. Uh, okay. It's signed one of Ken's bitches. I think you know who sent this. I think I know who sent this, yeah. Oh, by, by the way, why have we only got one? What's wrong with you um, all out right there? Why, well, why, you know, words got the words got to get out again that we're back. You know, yeah. this will be the one. This will be the one that I turn to tide it for if you ask me. Okay, this okay. Be, hope so, hope so, because we we still got many unanswered questions. But tide's yeah. gonna turn, Ken. Tide's tide. The tide is high, and we're rolling on. We're gonna be number one. Okay. Oh, I like I like what you did there. You took the lyrics to that song and you reframed yeah, it. Yeah, I, um, I made it into a sentence. It was yeah, good. Yeah. Very um, nice. Very nice. Anyway, here, here we go. Here, okay. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Okay, now, first of all, calling yourself one of Ken's bitches, I think, undermines both yourself and Ken. But, you know, that's on, that's on you. I, I, I don't feel undermined. I don't feel undermined. I feel proud. I feel You're proud. You're empowered. Yep. You're empowered. All I want to say is, despite the fact that all we've talked about in terms of women today is arses and wet black arses and, and Ken's bitches, I yep. want to say we have great respect for women. And, none of, and, and the fact that we do go to these lowest common denominator gags is an indictment of the male species and not of women. Thank you. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I I endorse and condone the pre uh, the statement just read out by Mr. Stewardship. Thank you. Uh, anyway, here's the put. Here it is. Missed you guys and happy to have more episodes to listen to. Comeback has been more than has been more than possible. In fact, pleasurable. Thanks. Nice, now, nice, pleasurable. Sp- uh... Now I'm going. This is going to undermine everything I just said. Now, okay. more specifically to you, Stu. That's me. I'm Stu. Okay. okay. I agree with you on the business of Star Wars, but my Canadian beaver weeps at your v- vagina analogy. <laughs> now, <laughs> with re- re- I don't remember what the analogy was, but I'm sure it was awful. I, I think regards- it was. Pretty fucking awful, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> With regards to business wanks, we most certainly have those, be it for stress relief, fun, or build up, as it were. Now, no, you've missed the point. You've missed the point. Has <laughs> she? If it's for fun, it's not a business wank. Oh no! Do you know what? That's that's true. If it's just, if it's just to like you know, uh, preheat the engine, you know, and just 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 get all the uh, all the clog out of the way, it's yeah. <laughs> It's not. It's not. Um, carrying on, carrying on. Yeah, yeah. That's that's mas- not fun, mas- is it? Ma- ma- masturbation is equal parts beautiful and ugly for all the boys and girls. Strongly disagree. <sighs> Ooh, that is strongly disagree. That is a powerful statement. I don't think well, we've got time the, to unpack all that. This is the thing. This is the thing. Okay. okay. Now, at no point have I said anything that implies that. Like, oh, I don't know. Do girls do that? I've never said that. I'm. I'm very much aware that they do that. Okay. I'm, I've, I've seen it in real I mean, life. Okay? To be fair, though, you only became aware of it yesterday. If we had recorded this podcast a week ago, it, it, you know. Okay. See now you've now nobody knows what the truth is anymore. <laughs> but you've created you've created an unusual suspect it's, style. It's all lies, but they're entertaining lies. Are and they? in the end, 
Isn't that the real truth? Don't the answer the is Don't no. Don't quote The Simpsons. Don't quote but, The Simpsons. But it's true. I, I would never. I would never quote The Simpsons. No, you. Yeah, that, that's true. Actually, you have never quoted The Simpsons uh, in private conversation or never. on this podcast. I do apologize. So no. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> I intended I'll no copyright infringement. I'll, re- I'll repeat that bit because I think it's important. Okay. Please do. Please do. With regards to business wangs, we most certainly have those, be it for stress relief, fun, or build up, as it were. Masturbation is equal parts beautiful and ugly for all the boys and girls. Now, <laughs> now, Stu's now, turning the pulpit. Here we go. With, with masturbation with a penis. Yes. There is an inevitable extra element. And I think we all know what we're talking about. I'm talking about cum. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about cum. Now, if you are to successfully masturbate, there will be an issue of said cum. And it is my opinion that the absence of it in that form, in the vagine, yeah. because while there is an issue from the vagine, yes. I would argue... That it is less of a hassle than cum. It's 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 less to clean up after, isn't it? I would argue it is is it is less of a concern. I in doing that, I do not wish to undermine any difficulty Mm. that one may run into when strumming. That's not my intention. No. Okay. 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 But that's my perspective on the matter. Okay. Now. You know, I'm not saying, oh, you know, oh, you know, women have it easy with their vaginas. Now, I would never be that callous as to say that. I, I'm aware of what goes on there, and it's hideous. <laughs> I, I, want no, I want nothing to do with that. I want nothing to do with it. Like, you, I, feel, I wake up every morning, and I think about all of the things that, as a man, mm. I get basically handed <laughs> to me on a plate. Yep. Or the hardships I don't have to endure because, of what, because I was born male. Okay. I, and I'm grateful every day. I'm grateful to to Allah because I don't have to deal with that. Okay. Okay. I would never say anything to undermine the the the, the pain and this and and stress and suffering that having a vagina it, 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 it elicits. I think that's a fair statement. Yeah. I don't think it's controversial. No. I'm just wondering if you're going to get to a point anytime soon. No, what I'm trying to say is when I when I that the point I'm making is with cum, yeah. I do not think that I don't think male and female masturbation are necessarily equal. Equal in goal perhaps. No, no, no. Equal, what she, equal what she in said target, was equal equal in equal in concept. She said in practice in practice I don't agree. No, she she that. said it was equal parts beautiful and ugly for both sexes. She didn't say that it was that the ugliness was equal between the sexes. That's okay. So what you're saying is, I've basically just wasted six minutes. Was it that long? I mean, it felt that long, but I think it was only a yeah. couple of minutes. I think you're all right. This is it's not even over. This email is no. not even over. <laughs> Do you want to read the rest I'm of the email? I'm reading the email. Okay, next, let's okay. continue reading the email. And I apologise to all women again. Okay. I'm... Um, for the 10th or 11th time. Why do we always uh, have to apologise to all women every episode? Well, <laughs> because I, because it feels bad, because when you're comparing uh, sexes slash genders, whatever, whichever is the correct thing to say, I don't fucking know anymore, okay? No. Whenever you're comparing those things, yes, I, I always feel like you're treading it on thin ice. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. When my intention is only to 
shine a light on the hardships that come from the dosing of blood come pulsing out of the cunt. What we have to do is save these conversations for December when the ice is much thicker and we've got a lot more ground to tread on. Yeah, and everyone's more forgiving because it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that's like, it. That was that's a really it. sexist thing that you just said to you. Oh, well, look at the pretty lights. And then Fairy Tale New York starts playing. <laughs> moving on. Moving on with, the, yeah, exactly. Moving on from, and then a whole other debate comes And then, yeah, a whole other debate comes in. Of the you know? Yeah. Afraid the topic, afraid the topic of shitting will have to remain a mystery on my end, though. Ah, uh, well, do you know what? Literally. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cop out. That's a cop out. Well, I think we've covered it pretty accurately. I think we did. I think we did. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think she, given. Yeah. We're we're not getting any contrary opinions, so I think we can rest assured that ours was correct. Well, whenever anyone says something like that, it just means that we've won the argument as far as. I'm yeah, concerned. yeah, anyway, yeah. Absolutely. Apologies for my simple peasant answer, but would have to say the return of Boss Baby was my favorite part. Why do you guys uh, are discussing your qualms? Your qualms with the Mandalorian always a good chuckle. Looking forward to the next episode. Stay safe, guys. Kind regards, one of Ken's bitches. There we go. Okay, but they see, there's just just always room for a bit of Boss Baby, isn't there? Boss Baby's like Jello. Ken. Yes. Do you think that in my discussion of the business wank that I have shamed myself once again? Um, I feel like um, at this stage, there's very little to shame yourself on. I think I think you've I think you reached. Do you think I basically reached the baseline, like basement level? Yeah, I mean, tier, like the absolute lowest I could possibly go several episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, but basically, and I think I think okay. all is uh, from this stage on, all is forgivable. Uh, because you know you are in essence a good lad, and uh, well, if any, if again, if any women want to write in and, and you know correct me, yeah, please. I mean, I'll, by all means, do because I will listen. I just want to learn. I just want to be a better ally to you. If anybody wants to write in at all, uh, that'd be great. Yeah. You know, anyone would like to write in with any comments on this podcast where we talk about masturbation a lot. <laughs> um, look, it's lockdown. We've all been doing it. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, because prior to lockdown, I never once touched my penis. No, no, I uh, had I had no interest in it at all. Absolutely, I, ba- it was, I, I barely mean, registered the fact that it was there. Yeah, I, I barely could. Any, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my knob. Um, <laughs> and then you just went so, on with the rest of your day. You know. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of knob, we've been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, let's put this to bed, now, shall we? That's now come to an end. We covered the first, I think, four episodes? Uh, we covered the first three. Mm. Now, I feel like now is the time to cover it as a complete entity, now sure. that it's out. Yeah, okay. Because I felt, as we discussed before, I believe, uh, that there was a bit of an up-and-down quality to those first Definitely. three episodes. Definitely. Uh, as um, in, one was good, two and, was bad, and, three and was let's good. Just, let's just contextualise that, because up mm. and down suggests, like, it was a roller coaster. Um, no, it, but it, it, was, it like certainly that. wasn't. It was, like, in terms of quality, in terms of consistency, mm. it was just all over the fucking place. Um, which I was not prepared for. But I think... Yeah, sorry, you were, you were going to say something, but please go on. Well, basically, all I was going to say is, <clears throat> taking it as a complete entity, as it is mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and having had time to think it over, and yep. digest it, I think I'm going to go ahead and say it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that without leading into, oh, you know, I'm doing my bit. I'm not doing my bit. You're not doing your I've, bit, okay. 
I have thought about this, and I'm prepared to have my mind changed on it. But based on what they set up and how they ultimately delivered on what they'd set up, I have to say I thought it was a consummate failure. Okay. Okay. And um, I, it made me not want to watch any more Marvel telly, basically. Interesting. I feel like that's what it's going to be. Now, my my I, take. I still, I, I still didn't hate watching it, but we'll get into more detail. You give your yeah. Take, you give your. I, I I would say that you know now that it's over, my feelings on it overall. Um, are on the definitely leaning towards the positive side, but it's made me concerned for Marvel TV going forward. Still, mm. um, especially because the next one is Loki, and I am. Oh, is it? They're doing something a bit under the bit more under like under budget, sort of less explosive. Is that what you mean? Well, basically, it right. Because it's going to be low key. Get it? I did the, I did the joke. I did the joke, Ken. Because low key sounds like low key. Ah. 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 Do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll come back oh, to that man, later. Oh man, that's what we are here for. I'll come back to that later, and I will piss myself laughing at that. Um, it just, <laughs> yeah. it just, it went right over my head there because oh, it was that's okay. Because, it's, because it's your joke, humor. your it's joke was so low key. In in its delivery, it was so understated that it just didn't yeah. register at all. It was dry. It was piss. It was there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm I'm worried about what this is going to be going forward with the the TV series. But I still I've come out of this feeling largely positive. But you talk about you know your uh, larger perspective on it. Then. Well, <laughs> by the end of it, I felt like. All I'd been watching was place setting, like moving things into position for future things. I understand that. Really, without really telling a story that I thought was coherent, mm. and the character, like especially in the last episode, in what I found, and I actually didn't hate the last episode. You see, I thought it was shit. But, okay. <laughs> okay, I quite liked the last episode in terms of it being this kind of you know stuff happening, but then it had. Like Sam gives this piss poor speech that solves racism. Yeah. The the, uh, the the the. You know what? He should have before they sat down to write that final episode. They should have watched Volcano for a yes. better way to know how to solve racism. Right? Yeah, you're, cover you're, every, so. Yeah, our audience is with us on this, right? Because they know Volcano is the key to solving racism. Yeah, um, um, <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make it clear for those who might not have heard that episode. I'm not just saying black up. That actually does happen in the movie. I'm not just being racist. Okay? <laughs> yeah, it um, does happen. It really does. Um, but but the, me, the 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 speech at the end was basically like, if I can change and you can change. Everyone can change, but without a half-dead Russian and a pair of Stars and Stripes boxers, you know. And right. I wasn't as into it. Well, I, I was... Uh, I had problems with all of the characterization. <laughs> like in, in the last episode? It yeah. felt like... In the last episode, it felt like they just gave up on yeah. b- bothering the, to do any building. It was like... Yes. Sharon Carter is the power broker. Because how does reasons. That square, how does that square with her previous actions? How does that square with her killing multiple power broker um, henchmen? Yeah. 
what to, <clears throat> to, to, to conceal to conceal her cover that she doesn't need to conceal because she's the power broker, right? Like the cover. I, I get the imp- I get the impression <clears throat> that they they just think that we're fucking stupid. Yeah, and don't care about these things, and that the, bothers me. The what thing happened is... with Zemo? Zemo just goes <clears throat> like his butler blows up the flags. <laughs> we said this like. From now on, every comic book property cannot include a, a DSS Machina no more butler. Butlers. Just yeah. please, no more butlers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no more butlers in the vending machine, please. But, <laughs> Don't um... worry, there'll be plenty of butlers <laughs> for you. <laughs> no more butlers in the movie industry, please. Right. Nobody um, will take away your see, precious butlers. Precious butlers. <laughs> uh, see, I did quote. I did but quote the note was asking. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. It's, it's good, isn't it? Uh, but uh, no, the uh, Carly. Was the shit. characterization of Carly was con- all over the place the whole time. Do you know what? I, cu- I couldn't even focus on what basic characterization there was of her because I just got so distracted by her fucking terrible accent. Um, she and somebody said to me she she belonged in Blue Peter. I was like, yeah, that's that's about right. Get back on CBBC, Carly. Well, that was um, Donkey Kong Country. No, it wasn't. I was about to be. Oh, yeah, okay. You were you were going to lean into Donkey Kong. I was about to segue into Carly. Carly walks into the cave, and there are no all the free nations have been stolen. She's just like. She's called King K. Early. <laughs> God, that was so fucking obvious as well. Well done. Uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah. Anyway, um, now I, to me, the most egregious example of this. Uh, two, well, there were two actually. Two major egregious examples. One of them was Walker, who had been a pretty compelling character up to this. Yeah, point. Yeah, I, I really, um, epi- you know, after we talked about the third episode, yeah. which was just like shit awful i thought four and five in terms of what they did with him really really pulled it back i was i was mm. really quite taken with those episodes and i thought oh we're we're but it made me remember we said this to each other actually yes. um episode five they had the big confrontation with walker and then it was just like 40 minutes of fucking character and actually quite good character yeah interplay. i enjoyed episode five yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, and what, it, I don't know what they were gonna do that's it and it was just like what is the what's left for the finale? And basically, it was just it was just weak fucking lemon drink. It was just shit. It was just watery, pish to wrap it up. And it was like you'd you'd actually wrap this up an episode ago. Really, we did. We really didn't need this. You know. For for me, with Walker, it's just this kind of you've gone from your dishonorable discharge to this tease of whoever this new character who pissed me off, Valentina or whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah. Who I think um, um she's she's, a, she's, she's from strong, the comics, right? Well everyone everyone's from the comics, yeah. I mean yeah. I don't really know who she is, but apparently yes. Oh she um, I think she's a, a shield agent in the comics. Like she's like next like second to Nick Fury or something. No, Maria Hill's second to Nick Fury. Well um, she she had Nick, she had some involvement with Shield. But the uh, the way that Walker went from literally murders someone with the shield in broad yeah. daylight, which is, I mean, that to... is quite. It was it was good Marvel imagery. 
to put in. Like the the yeah. the idea the she the shield being stained with you know someone's blood, which we've never yeah really it was seen. really I mean, clever symbolism. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, it was kind of obvious, but I did yeah, enjoy no, the journey yeah, up yeah, to it, that point. It yeah, was yeah, it, you know it, it was, was good. Fine. Yeah, it was fine. But but then in the final episode, it's like, oh, he saved a truck from falling from a thing. Therefore, none of that happened. Right. Yeah. Therefore, everything's fine. He can just walk around and banter with Bucky now. Yeah. And Bucky didn't get any character development for the no. entire series. <laughs> he was exactly the same at the end as he was at the beginning, <laughs> except he went to someone's house and said, I killed your son, bye. <laughs> and then I'm going I'm to go and stare at you through I'm going to go and stare at you through a window now. Like that Robert Redford gif where he nods and smiles, except I killed his son. Bucky was the butler. <laughs> in, yeah. in this it, series, it, it, he was. I like, in, I enjoyed the performance of whatever cunt plays the Winter Soldier. I never learned his name. Sebastian Stan. Whatever. I enjoyed the performance. Yeah. That was a, not a character at any point. It was just some guy. Like mm. I never got any character development from it. Yeah. It was just like in the first episode, he get he's got over the Winter Soldier programming. Mm-hmm. In the last episode, it's like yeah, he's hanging out with Sam and his family, and it's nice. But he was doing that already. <laughs> like. Well, it's but they, not... they set that up, yeah. I mean, they've had the conflict, but then, as we say, episode five had that whole 40 minutes with them just, like, you know, when that bit where they're tossing the shield back and forward to each other and he's, yeah. like, and uh, Sam is using his training, his counselling training, to try and unpack his shit and say, look, you, you're taking the wrong path here. And they had the whole bit with him fixing the boat and him hanging out with the family. It's like, well, that's that's yeah. it. <laughs> That's yeah. that you you've you've hit the the peak there. There is nothing further to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then episode six was just like it was supposed to. It was like they designed it to be some sort of like happy ending, some sort of revelation. It's just like yeah, we had this last episode. But you're you're just repeating yourself now because you've got literally fuck all to do with this now. You know, I, I, coming on yeah, but yeah, coming on from there to if you don't if you might to mm. Sam the character yeah, of Sam Sam like now. I feel I want to make this clear. My, I don't have the experience of a person of color, and I never will. Mm-hmm. And I would never want to say anything that implies that I did. Right. So for everything I say, you got to take with you know that in mind. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. You, you that's, that's it. That we, we, okay. we both lack that perspective, right? Yeah, we both lack perspective. I mean, I to me, when you have in episode five. Isaiah Bradley telling Sam, I think it was five, maybe even four, directly saying to him they will never let a black man be Captain America. That was, I don't want to say daring, but I was surprised they stated it. Yeah. As outright as that, because it felt like they were actually taking a position on something, which, you know, Disney production is quite rare. Yeah, this is part of the dynamic that I was hoping that they would explore with this series, because the most compelling thing to me was that thing of, like, okay, um, Steve has handed Sam the shield. That doesn't make yeah. him Captain America, right? Because he's got to answer to, you know, like, yeah. essentially, politically, a higher power, right? Yeah. And the idea of a country not quite ready or willing to accept a black Captain America, right? A black figurehead for the nation. Which yeah. is why they've created this, like, basically uh, replica of Steve. Gobots. Yeah, Go-bots, but yeah, yeah, just a, a piss poor version, but it's got the, the ill-fitting costume, 
they're walking him through the the same sort of jingoistic bullshit that they did with Steve, and then but it's like so they they're they're framing him the same, not taking yeah. into account that he's an entirely different character, which yeah. you know was I, I thought this is good stuff. This is exactly what I wanted to see yeah, in this it series. Works. Yeah, yeah, that all worked for me. The idea of a black super soldier just being forgotten like erased yes. from history that all good worked way. for me as like yeah, yeah yeah that would i could easily see that happening right yeah. their dynamic was great um but as you as you say it it then like in that last episode uh, just, just yeah. they, they fucked it well the the thing is like the point that was being made seemed a bit have your cake and eat it but before before it hit that point it seemed quite honest quite grounded quite genuine you know yeah and i was like this is compelling i'm i'm buying into this quite easily i mean the most interesting thing they could have done is to follow along with the natural progression of the plot and you know have him not take up the mantle and just retire the fucking shield retire the mantle either that or do it as a sort of like basically you know uh in the period between civil war and infinity war um they had like the whole secret avengers thing going on where they were underground because they were on the run yeah if you if you follow this through its natural conclusion then he would take the shield and basically operate completely out with any sort of governance again yeah um you know he, he takes on the mantle they still don't accept him but they've also realized that their fucking copycat, their fucking replica has failed them as well. So they've basically got no agency and he just goes on his own. Um, that, that's, that's where it sh- really should have ended up, you know? Well, I mean, the, the point I wanted to get at a bit is in episode six, Sam takes... Isaiah's told him directly to his face, like, you know, I had him fake my death mm. so I could stay off the grid and I just want to fucking move on. Yeah. In as strong terms as possible. And some of the strongest scenes in the series. Yeah. The most emotive scenes in the series with a really great performance. Yeah, yeah. I was I was and liking all of that. Then I really was. Between they will they will never let a black man be Captain America is a direct statement. Between episodes five and six he's like Sam's like, oh, by the way, uh, I know you said you wanted to live off the grid and not want to be remember this stuff and wanted to move on, but I put a fucking monument to you in the fucking Smithsonian without permission. <laughs> and Isaiah's like, bring it in, buddy. Bring it in, Captain America. Thanks, Cap. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Like, I... I, I... Also, I'm sorry to say it, but I think that the Captain America costume looks goofy. Yeah, it does. It looks. I mean, it's always looked goofy, but I mean, I think it looks like a Power Rangers villain or something. The thing is, right? the The Captain America costume had a basis in being goofy. Uh, yes. In in the forties, right? And that is that whole USO show montage. It creases me up every fucking time because they have leaned into. Yeah, this looks a bit daft, doesn't it? But what they do is yeah. they, they craft Steve Rogers into being such a likable and earnest character that when, you know, they remould the costume to be a bit more like, you know, for combat, 
you still recognize the goofy elements, but he's become a character that is endearing enough that you're just like, I can look past this. And you actually just accept it because then you've got, you know, all sorts of Marvel shit going on. And it's like, yeah, by this point, you know what? I accept that. It's fine. The Falcon Captain America costume has no genesis in that, right? It's, it's, it should have been designed to, to reflect the era that he's, um, that he's starting off in. Whereas the Captain yeah. America costume, although it's evolved, has always lent back into its 40s heritage, the, in, the inherent goofiness of it. The Falcon yeah. one didn't need to be goofy. And it looks fucking it like it looks like uh, it, Mikey. Guess, Mikey said it looks like I the ultimate I just action kind of figure. Felt when I saw it, like, oh, is this what people think looks cool? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I mean, it, it's just it just looks so ugly to me. I don't know. I mean, I hate to say this because you know I love this movie and I don't want to argue about it. But it looked like he stepped out of a car in Speed Racer. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Speed right. Racer. And in Speed Racer, that fit the aesthetic, but not here. Yes. No. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Absolutely, but, so I, I agree. I would argue, like as a series that, as a series of moment to moment, week to week episodes, as an experience of watching something when it actually came out for once with mm. people weekly. Yeah, which I've got to be honest, I did enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. I, I do it was enjoy a fun that moment to moment series. As when you when it's over, as with quite a lot of Marvel stuff these days, and I, I'm sorry, I'm not doing my bit. I'm sorry, I got <laughs> no, no, I, I, I get that. you, I get you. Whereas with a lot of this Marvel stuff these days, when it finishes, when I sit back and I think about it, I think. That made no sense. That, that, that did not tell a story at all. Mm. It just moved things into position for the next thing. It's not satisfying. And and as a result, I give it 0 out of 10, and I hope everyone involved in making it dies today. Uh, no, not that bit. Not that bit. That's too hard. But, um, like, stuff like, at the end where it's just like, oh yeah, I'm the US agent. And I'm like, fuck off. Right. No, nobody even cares about the US agent. Have you? Have they run out of guys? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you get, and you get them come out and say stuff like how the Eternals is going to be like totally different to all the other Marvel movies. And, and you know what? I hope it is. But my reaction to hearing that is, yeah, Chinny reckon bollocks, mate. It's going to look exactly like all the others. Uh, I, I do, uh, yeah. I can appreciate where you're coming from in that. Um, but cause, we'll cause see. Doctor, about, we will well, see. We'll the see thing is, that. Doctor Strange was supposed to be really different, wasn't it? And it was just uh, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. This, this is me. this is fucking Marvel. Um, yeah, it's fucking same. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I did. I, I liked the trailer for Shang Chi. I, I'm looking forward yeah. to that to a degree. Like that could work for me. I could go for a bit of that, and you know, I could get a bit of that out of Mortal Kombat, but I haven't got around to watching it yet. So uh, yeah, which yeah. is you know just briefly because I haven't got anything to say on it really. Um, yeah, pretty yeah. good fun. Oh, are we, are we done? Fun. Are we done with Falcon and Winter? Falcon and Winter. I, I feel like it. Yeah. So so basically, very inconsistent, very up up yeah. and down the spectrum. Um, some really great episodes in there. Um, and a piss week finale that is basically just set up yeah. for whatever's next. Um. You know, as 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 a complete entity, not that satisfying on its own, but with some really strong stuff in there, which makes it more disappointing. Um, I mean, I feel like this. Okay, now don't get me wrong. I know they've just done like I know it was a few years ago now, but they've just done an end game. Yeah, uh, and that was the culmination of a very, very, very long 
series of narrative threads. And for all the flaws that Endgame had, I thought they pulled it off really well. I th- yeah, look, I as much as um, I have problems yeah. with Endgame, I still came out feeling yeah. fucking satisfied at, at the end of a 22-film arc. I was like, yeah, but, they wrapped that up really fucking well. I was, but I was pleased. What they seem to be doing now is setting off some alarm bells for me because I get it. They don't they seem to just be adding characters. Mm. <clears throat> I mean we have the, there's the whole scroll thing in the background, right? Yeah. Which is getting but its they, own series. Are they doing the Cree scroll war? Yeah, the they're doing now? they're doing um, secret invasion. As a series. Yeah, as a series. Not a movie. No. Man I don't know, man. I just, uh, I guess you can't do the same thing again, exactly. Yeah, but uh, it does make me wonder what's the, going on. The, I mean, I was gonna, I was Shang-Chi, gonna say, and everything's leading towards multiverse, is my understanding. Well, multiverse well, is going to be the big thing. Yeah, I mean, listen, do you care about one of madness? Do you care about one division spoilers? No, not really. Okay, right. They, you have heard, um, or maybe caught online or something that. Uh, Evan Peters, who was uh, the uh, X Men uh, Quicksilver, Ooh. came in. Yeah, and that turned um, out to be a fake out, didn't it? Yeah, and it turned out to be a fake out. Now, at, at that point, I went, okay, because um, basically that was it was an indicator that you know they were gonna they were gonna really start taking risks with the narrative. They were gonna they were gonna yeah. go wild with it, when and then I it ended up that, and then I it ended excited. up yeah ended up being a total cop out. And I was like, yeah. You've you've presented this as something that is like you know uh, different, and you've gone back to safe territory. If we've yeah. got to the end of Endgame, if we've stuck with you through that twenty-two film arc, which was you know um, not all the way through absolute gold, but you know still felt fucking satisfying. I, I, I feel like I was I was glad that I stuck with it. Yeah, if you, yeah. if you're now going to keep playing it safe, my investment could easily just drop, you know, because um, that well, was the, that was their key into like present something different. That was their key to say, oh, we're going we're going to take from, risks. From my, having not seen it, when I saw that they'd done that, I actually got quite excited. I was like, oh, that's really that's really interesting. Like they're actually going to say that those movies are a multiverse of the current Marvel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. universe or whatever. Yeah. But, then no, and it, and it made me think. So, so it was a stunt cast in order to make people think that. Yeah. But then you didn't do that. So yeah. when people rewatch One Division, knowing that's not the case, then what the what's the point of that cliffhanger? Right. I mean, you you'll see that. Like, what, um, what, who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? Like, what does it even mean? It, it right. means it's just it's just as it it's a series. It, it's a fucking. I'm, I'm going to get angry now. Okay. The reason they did that. Was so people would tweet about it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't basically. mean anything as storytelling. No. It doesn't. No. It's not storytelling. It's just, whoa, look at this. You know, it fucking pisses me off. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's rubbish. It's fucking rubbish. There is. See, I. You've probably read that. Uh, oh, what did Scorsese make? He make Casino. That's not as good as fucking Ant Man. Fuck off. Sorry, go on. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> What were you doing? The gangs of gangs of New York. Fuck off! I want it more like gangs of fucking the fucking multiverse. <laughs> anyway, um, 
<laughs> you, you're probably read that. Sorry, uh, sorry, I had a bit of a moment there. No, no, no that's, that's all right. Um, that Alfred Molina is come back, coming back to play Doc Ock, right? Yay! No. According to everything we know, it's the same Doc Ock as uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. He's, he's reprising mm-hmm. the same character, right? Now, that is a key into the fact that, you know, all these all these different uh, Fox properties are now part of the multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm quite excited about that. And then yeah. I think about what they pulled with WandaVision, and I go, are you going to cop this out as well? You know? Yeah. Well, they've, haven't they basically confirmed that Toby and... Uh... Uh, Andrew Garfield are involved as well. No, no, they haven't confirmed that. That's been a big rumor, but they haven't confirmed that. I think what is going to happen because it, it's it's ended up being called No Way Home, and it, yeah. I know and I know it involves Doctor Strange. My thinking is that he's going to get um, taken out of the MCU and pulled into the uh, Sony um, uh, Spider Man universe so that he can meet up with Such Venom. I think I think that's that's how it's going to go. Um, so he literally, you uh, really can't go home because the door of the multiverse is closed. You know, I think that's is, where it's going to it go. Actually, is it is it is it actually called No Way Home? Is that yeah? It's home? called it's called No Way Home. Oh, okay, I thought it was a joke. Okay, no, no, yeah. So, I'm, but I'm just waiting to see because I now don't trust that they'll, you know, take that sort of, you know. I mean, it's not even that wild, but I don't trust that they'll take that sort of narrative risk with it now after mm-hmm. One Division. You know. So I don't yeah. know. We'll we'll see, man. But I'm not the the reason that I'm apprehensive about Loki is the action all the way through the Marvel TV set so far has been shit. Yes, it has. It has been rubs. It's it has been dire. It is not up to. And the thing is, quick I could exce- quick exception the fight with Walker at the beginning of episode five. I thought did the job. I thought it was okay, I it job. but I th- I still thought it was messy. I thought you know it was would... weird to say. You know what's really weird to say? Yeah. The action in Daredevil has been be- was better than this. <laughs> or the what the um, Netflix Daredevil? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. That was that was fucking great. I love that series. Would, I wish they would throw those series of Bone Man. Like I didn't. I didn't even love them. I just want them to go. Yeah, they happened. Yeah. Right. It w- that would be really like, nice. Because Daredevil, I Daredevil like. I still didn't get through season two because it was so shit. But like, I really did like Charles Cox's Daredevil. I thought and... he was great. I thought Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin was really yeah, he was good fantastic. As well. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Like, I want bring him in. Bone. I really... Bring him into the fucking larger universe. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd watch. I'd watch him versus fucking Spider Man. Definitely, definitely. But the action in that series was fucking great. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, and it felt like what they wanted to do in Falcon Winter Soldier was be more, you know, action akin to the, like. You know, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yeah, which is good. But I, I went yeah. back to Civil War recently, and I really have to say I enjoyed it. So. Right, but it was like yeah. it was Winter Soldier action on a TV budget. Yeah, <laughs> and and even though that should work because it's it's lower key, it didn't. It was like somebody was trying to emulate it and then not quite getting it right. For yeah, me. um, and when they did big stuff, it just looked jank. It just looked, yeah. it just it just looked shoddy, Agreed. and you're like, yeah. okay, um, I can sort of accept this, but I've seen big scale action in the Marvel in the MCU before that was much more satisfying than this and much more coherent than this, and I can't really go back after that. Um, yeah. So it was weird. So when I think about what they what they were are likely to do with Loki, I just think, 
this is going to look jank. I just don't trust that it yeah. will it will deliver at all. Um, Loki's Loki's all about sort of time travel and shit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's he's, so he he gets involved with the Time Variance Agency, and what yeah. and from what I gather, he's kind of like a sort of Suicide Squad ish recruit that they send out on like missions through different time periods and so on. And the concept sounds fun, but I just yeah. don't trust that the execution will be any good. No. Well, uh, I mean, I'll sadly. give it a look. I'll give okay. it a look. Cause yeah, plus, of course I'm going to watch it. But I just, I just, plus. yeah, but I just think, yeah, I don't think this is going to, this is going to deliver. I think this is going to be disappointing, though, which so, is a real fucking shame. Shall we move on to any other TV stuff that you've been watching, or do you want to say anything yeah. more about Marvel? No, I, th- I think, I think we're done with Marvel. I think we, we did that quite well, yeah. mate. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think we're excellent. And our podcast rules. And I yep. think that makes up for all that sexist stuff I said about cunts. <laughs> so, uh, what else have you been watching TV wise lately? I think I think the conversation we just had was as good as what you said about cunts. Oh well, thank you, thank yeah. you, Cal. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Um, it's nice to once in a while get a little vote of confidence. It gives you a boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets you through the next day, right? Yeah, that's it. Like each day as it comes. But if I can get a kind word from Ken. You know, yeah. just really picks me up. Well, that's your lot. I'm not saying anything else <laughs> nice. <laughs> we don't want this to be the good feelings show. <laughs> no, fuck, that, fuck your feelings. Fuck positivity. Don't care about your feelings. Yeah, put that yeah. in the bin. Um, yeah, get the yeah. McElroy, shove that up your asshole, you cunts. <laughs> yeah, good, good vibes only. Get in the grave, you ass piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. Be funny and interesting. Fuck off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What are you Sorry, on? I'm angry about the McElroys. Spent a fucking year in lockdown. I've got no positivity left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm positive that I want to cut your throat. <laughs> imagine no. starting a rap beef with the fucking McElroy brothers. Jesus Christ. Sorry, imagine, go on, go on. imagine starting a beef with Paddy McElroy. Yeah, I don't want to, man. He kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, he would. He'd fucking... He'd batter you. <laughs> he'd fucking... Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. TV, come on. Let's go. Okay, so I want to quickly just uh, wrap up some TV stuff uh, that I've been watching yes. over lockdown. First of all, I sat through the entirety of The Equalizer, uh, which is the old 80s show featuring Edward Wuwa. Um, and it was bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> But I made you. You had that on DVD sitting around when you were at Sedley. I had the first season. Yeah, yeah. But they never. I don't think they released the the other three. But I found. Uh, I found oh, a what? nice. Uh, I found a nice That's file. A bit... um, Man, I with... hate when they do that. Even when it's a series, I don't care yeah, about. Like, I know, oh, right? Only releasing, like, Just pull the rest of them out. Just pull the rest of them out. Release it all. Release all of it. It's like they only released seasons one and two of Limmy's show. Put the third series out, for God's sake. Everyone wants to see it. Hashtag release the whole show, mate. You know? Just just release the fucking show. It should be mm. literally... It should be a legal requirement. Yeah, absolutely. You started this process. You better fucking finish it. You know what they did with King of the Hill? They put out five seasons of, of the 13 seasons of King of the Hill, and then it took like 11 years for the rest of them to come out. <laughs> That's not cool. That's not fucking cool. Especially it's if you're a fan, fucking right? piss. Yeah. No, fuck that. Um, anyway, so I, I got through the whole episode, uh, the whole, like, four series of The Equalizer. Um, yeah. It was really uh, a curiosity thing for me, because I'd, I'd had that box set, I'd had that first season box set, and I've, I'd never got to the end of it any time I started watching it, and I thought, do you know what? We've got all this time to kill. I'm going to force myself to fucking finish this. 
and it was not worth it. Um, it's um, like a total product of the 80s. Um, but the thing is, like being a product of that era, although it goes into like uh, dramatic, gritty, uh, horrible territory, the acting and the tone frequently just like completely make it stumble. There's like an odd standout episode and like a load of guest stars that are much more recognizable now that uh, lend it a bit of personality. Um, but its major problem is that in order to keep going, like the problems of the everyday New Yorkers that he is uh, hired to help become increasingly like outlandish. And yeah. eventually it ends up spending way too much time on his past ties to this government, this covert government agency, which he, would be, which the, would be fine. I really know, does, the, does the equalizer, is his point of the equalizer that he equalizes things? Like if someone's like, oh, like, uh, I own like 70% of this land and this guy owns 30%, he comes along and he sorts out the paperwork so they both own 50 is that how it works no no that's that's not how it works at all um, i think it is how it works and what okay i think i think you've maybe equalizes things so it's like <laughs> oh um i you know i can't afford i can't afford to eat but my neighbor has like way more food than he needs so he like <laughs> kicks the door down and he's like pulls a knife he's like give me half your fucking food now <laughs> that's the equalizer he equalizes things like, that's that's yeah. that's a much better show what you've just when described the, when, the, when the when the equalizer wants a flob in he's like i'll tell you what if you don't want to swallow i'll suck a guy off and swallow christ and then be equal. how is that equal because i'm the because i'm the equalizer and he wears a shirt that's got a big equal sign on it <laughs> And he holds it with his hands. He puts his hands up, like in the air, with his palms flat, and then he turns them sideways over each other. So palms are facing each other. It looks a bit like an equal sign. He goes, "Equalizer, you just got equalized." That's what he does. <laughs> Admit this is better than what you watched. You've, 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 you've genuinely crafted a better show, there, Stu. Well, well, well done. Yeah, um, cheers. I'm taking it to NBC to pitch it tomorrow. Yeah, go back to the 80s and pitch that instead, right? Yeah, it's um, a guy who equalizes things. He's got an equals on his shirt and he goes his hands and he goes, equalize. NBC is like, yeah, fuck off. Like, yeah, fair enough. It wasn't very good. But if you pitch that in the 80s, there's a guy sitting there in a like $900 suit and a ponytail yeah, and, he, and, he, like... and he gets up and he goes, I love it. He Make leans it over and he goes, Thunder. <laughs> 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 That that was the sound, that was the sound of him ingesting cocaine through his nasal passages. I love it. I love it. Um. Anyway, yeah, it was bollocks. Um. So, but what the what the funny thing was is that the uh, films. Well, the funny recent, thing is that you spent hours and hours. The funny thing is that I spent hours and hours of watching it, but I had hours to kill, you know. Um, yeah, no, no, the, no. The funny thing is, the recent films that they did with Denzel Washington completely yeah. missed the point of the concept based, uh, as, as a visual he thing. He doesn't. He makes things unequal. <laughs> well, it's because Denzel Washington <laughs> doesn't look unassuming. You know, like if he rocks up in, in your place, you know you're in trouble, right? Yeah, like, if Denzel Washington comes, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, right. But Edward Woodward, <laughs> you know, you think oh, he's, he's kind of fat. He's old. You know, what, like what's he gonna do? And that the whole the whole, the whole visual concept is just messed. Um, but not a good, not look, a good he's series. Like, look, mate, I've just been in a wicker van. I'm no mood for your shit. <laughs> um, 
yeah, n- not not worth um not worth watching. Um, so yeah, Denzel Washington misses missing the point. The equalizer he comes in and he makes things unequal. It's like right, okay, uh, right, we're doing an omelet. What we got here? Uh, two eggs. Let's add another egg. No, no, Denzel, <laughs> no. It was equal before. Now it's uneven. Now it's wrong. Hang on. How is that unequal? I'm pitching this the unequalizer. How is that unequal? Adding another unequal. egg to an omelet. Yeah, because two is an even number and three isn't. Well, according to LL Cool J in Deep Blue Sea, uh, the perfect omelet is made with two eggs, not three. Actually, yeah, you, you, you're probably right. Yeah, that would that would work. I would I would agree. So I think when you go above two eggs, you start to have real integrity problems with the omelet. It's a it's like, a little it's a little too much egg. The more eggs you use, the bigger the omelette, obviously, but also the more likely the omelette is going to stick to the pan and not brown properly, I would argue. Welcome to Ken and Stu's now, Cooking I think Corner. we should talk about making omelettes instead <laughs> of uh, films. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the other telly lately? Because I fucking um, haven't. I, I watched the entirety of The Crown. Um, oh, Jesus. Which is the big uh, you know, show about the, the royals. Um, yeah. Actually... Oh, rest in, rest in peace to... Prince Philip, Prince Philip's gone. Yeah, yeah. Is Prince Philip away. Yep, he's gone. He's near coming back. Bye, mate. See ya. <laughs> he's in hell with all the other pedos. What's up? It, if only he was more like Fresh Prince's Uncle Phil than you know his actual oh, character. Oh no, he's in heaven. He's in heaven with. Yeah, he he is. Heaven. But it but if if Prince Philip had adopted the same sense of mm. Philness that Uncle Phil in the Fresh Prince did, yes, he would have been much more likable and much more missed. You know. Yeah, with the. What is it? Pillowy mounds or whatever. I <laughs> Pillowy mounds of mashed potatoes. Yeah, that's 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 great him. guy. Yeah, Good lovely lad. guy. All right. So if he adopted his if he adopted his uh, attitude towards the turtles as well. <laughs> so to, what, what do you tonight think I dine on turtle can... soup, and the queen's just like what? Yeah, <laughs> send in the turtle soup. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, she's just got like six bowls ready. You know, just like you know, yeah, just on standby. Because you can afford it. Um, and then you just cut to the footage from Cannibal Holocaust where they just fuck up that turtle. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's, that's let's... how it happens, mate. That's how it happens. You've got to watch this because that's how it happens. You need to know. The people mm. need to know. I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I like do you my think ignorance. That the, do you think that Prince Philip ever met Ruggiero Diodata, the director of Cannibal Holocaust? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume no. I think there's a, as much chance of that happening as Prince Philip meeting one of the Ninja Turtles. Um, but so you met some cannibals that they all still chuck spears at one another. Ah. And then Ruggiero is just like, yes. <laughs> what's your, what's your favourite film, Ruggiero? Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. It's him. It's been him the whole time. It's been him. <laughs> He likes the extended cut where Axel gets his cock chopped off. Yeah. Oh, come on, guys, don't Anyway. The Crown. The Crown. <laughs> um, yeah, quite enjoyed the whole thing, actually. Uh, just very polished, very high-end uh, TV. Don't not, like The Crown, um, Ken. Huh? Don't like The Crown. Well, why not? Because it's just Crown. Say didn't have it's- a... Say so I didn't have a break crown. Don't like the, don't like the crown. <laughs> don't, 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 don't like stuff that's good instead. I'm, I'm, well, it is good. Give it a, give it a chance. Royal, so can't, I can't have it. Yeah, I'm none of it. 
thing is, the the weird point is when Gillian Anderson comes in in the fourth series yes! as, uh, as Maggie Thatcher. No! Gillian Anderson, one of the most perfect, angelic, awesome human beings alive, playing actual cancer. Um, oh, dear. Yeah. And, <laughs> and oh, she, and oh, she's, oh, dear. And <laughs> I think we have to restore the atmosphere, which has turned rather sour. <laughs> At the mention of ten's Thatcher. guiltiest wanks, <laughs> top ten, number. Oh God! <laughs> now, do you know what? There was there was an entire lack of boner the whole time she was playing Thatcher. I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't want to know about that. Well, you're gonna know. That's why I'm here, right? So just <laughs> strap in and shut up. Um, <laughs> um, no, it, it's a it's a really good series. Um, it's okay. it's weird though. It doesn't um, what I'm used to. Like you know, my my pinnacle of TV, as I've said to you before, is Breaking Bad. Like that show just like went from strength to strength every season, and constantly delivered like episodes. Like at the end, I'm like, I've got to see what happens next. The Crown is not that kind of show, <laughs> but it's consistent all the way through in terms of quality. Um, yeah. it hit, it hits a really weird point because. Every two seasons, they switch up the cast to uh, accommodate for like the period that they're setting it in and the age of like the the yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's weird because uh, John Lithgow comes in in the second season as Winston Lord Churchill Farquhar himself. Lord Farquhar himself comes in as Winston Churchill. That was a Shrek reference. Though. Yeah, yeah, Shrek reference for those of you who still give a fuck about Shrek. All two of you and. Um, just turned twenty. Yeah, well, happy that happy makes me birthday, feel well you! Old. Happy birthday, you green fat fuck! Um, wow. <laughs> I'm not bitter. I just hate Shrek, um, and you know the the franchise. Although I think that first film is probably still good. I haven't gone back to it in a long time. Um, yeah, I I I I got like I I think that the. And as this is someone who's recorded the feature length commentary slating it, uh, <laughs> I think I think that the Shrek series, as I have kind of gotten older, I think that the hate for it is ridiculously over the top. Because I find what I find the stuff that Disney is putting out now more objectionable than Shrek by a mile. Um, in terms of stuff like. Frozen and stuff like that. Like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch, I would like, rather watch Shrek than like any given fucking current. If if thing. if you give um, me if you give me a choice between like Shrek three and Frozen, it's a bit like yeah. Sophie's choice, but it's the anti Sophie's yeah. choice. Is like, can I not kill them both? Well, you know? Shrek three is one of the dullest films I've seen. I think for what's supposed to be a fun, wacky kids film, it is absolutely <laughs> like empty of joy. Yeah, it's it's the kind of wacky where somebody has to tell you that they're wacky, which means that it's not. And, wacky. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. get good until four, when which brings in Do the Roar, which is great. Yeah, that's um, the only that's the only reason you like that fucking film. Nah, it? four is all right. I like four. Four is an interesting film with an interesting premise. I'd rather watch Shrek four than The Crown. I'll tell you that much. I'm not watching the fucking Crown. All right, okay. Well, enough maybe respect you... for you. Enough respect for you for watching it, though. I'm not saying it's bad or anything. I'm just no. Fair enough. Fair it. enough. I, t I tell you what, though. Mm. Yeah, I do want so... to get back to Breaking Bad, though. Yeah, yeah. I I can't wait for you to get back to that. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I I I hope you I hope you love it because I I was I was worried about your opinion of that. I was like, hey, do you know what? If you don't if you don't like this, fair enough. And it's basically by by the end of that first season, 
you know whether you're going to yeah. like keep going or not. Um, and yeah. it's not that much of an investment. And the fact that you got to the end of that first season and really liked it, I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I can't wait to, for you to get back to that. Um, but yeah, so Winston Churchill comes in in the second season of The Crown. And then yeah. um, he plays a scene, like basically his last scene, in the first episode of the third season. And it's with an entirely different actress. And the emotional resonance that it should have because these characters have known each other so long doesn't yeah. register at all because you've, you've seen a fundamentally different queen. And that was yeah. it was weird as fuck. So I, this recasting thing is a strength, but it also you know lends it a certain weakness when there's carry when there's carryover that isn't recast it's 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 very strange Gillian Anderson playing Thatcher to her credit did it did an incredible job and I tell you well, what Gillian of course she did yeah but I actually at one point felt sympathy for Thatcher which I would never have in in a million years well let's be okay that I don't for an instant think that this is me excusing Thatcher. No, because I I hate Thatcher. Sure. Okay. If if you're I British, can see, I can it's... see in the abstract how she didn't have an easy job. Mm. Like I'm not an idiot, and when you present that dramatically, yeah, and you're in the frame in the lens of drama, I can see why you would sympathise. You know. When you're talking about real life and real consequences, obviously, fuck off. Yeah. But of course. I totally am with you on that. I, I yeah. can agree with that. I have actually but, a question about about the crown, though. Go, go on. About the queen, as she is presented in that yeah. in that television program. Mm -hmm. Does she keep the Moe and Shandon in a pretty cabinet? <laughs> They've yet to reveal that. Um, because I think we're only, we're only just uh, into the 80s. So uh, maybe Answer maybe in the question, Ken. maybe in season five uh, they, okay. they'll show where she keeps it. Um, but is I'm afraid she, is, I have a follow up question. <laughs> uh, okay, I I is, dread is, to is, think. is she is she in the crown? Is the queen presented as being dynamite with a laser beam? Um, they skipped over that. Unfortunately, um, she was she was not involved in like Moonraker. Or anything. Um, so again, her involvement is not um, made front and center. I, I can't honestly answer that question. Okay, thank you. And I have one final question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you find that? Did it? Was it? Did they present the side of her where, in order to avoid complications, she never kept the same address and, <laughs> in conversation, spoke just like a baroness? Oh, that is very much evident. Yeah, yeah, because she's got like fifty. Fuck fucking off! Houses. I hate myself so much. Jesus Christ! <laughs> not as much as I do. Not as much as I do right now. There. Isn't Killer Queen a great song? Sorry, Killer Queen is a great, great song, song by it? that band that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I slagged them off a bit. I slagged them off a bit, but like, come on, but, hell, I want. I want to before we wrap up the crown. I want to talk about a very acute point that you will have a memory of, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Do you remember during university we were we were at a house party mm -hmm. and the there was a group of people in the kitchen playing hacky sack. Playing hacky sack. No, I don't remember this. I don't remember going to you, any house parties. Are you, you sure you, I went to this? You don't remember that we both found this so incredibly cringy and fucking awkward that we left. Was this at um 
Don't name the name. At, <laughs> was this at hers when he was staying there? Uh, this was at the new house that um, our friend was uh, living in. Right, where there was that awful person. Yes, that incredibly awful person. Yes, now I remember. You yes, remember. I do remember this. Right, yes. Well, there is a scene in, I think, the second episode of the fourth season where Thatcher has been invited to the Queen's. And they are all playing this incredibly cringy uh, drinking game. And she just feels so, like, entirely out of place. And it's basically designed to f make her feel out of place. And that was my incredible sympathy point with her because I was like, I have been in that room, I have felt that uncomfortable, and I have I wanted, I have wanted party. to fuck off. I remember that was that was the point. I, I went, remember, yeah. I don't remember this hacky sack thing. This is yeah. They were all in the kitchen fucking about me. with that. I'm going, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't remember this. I think I might have repressed this. I, I don't blame you to be honest. I remember it was, the party. It was just, I remember yeah. the party because I remember there being. What did we do? Where did we go? I have no idea. I think we went into town to get something to eat, maybe. Yeah, that sounds like something I would do. I do. Not like just like let's let's just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> was that the same night that Graham left his cock out? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not in, not in a John Barrowman sort. Not in a John Barrowman way. No, that was a different night. That was a different night. Okay, that was good. That was good. That was. <laughs> we're not. That, but he wasn't a sex pest. He went for a piss and he turned around and got to put his cock away. It wasn't a sex pest. Okay. Yeah. No, it wasn't. As, the same as far night. as I know. As you so, know. As far as I know, he's not a sex pest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a sex offender. <laughs> it's all right. They won't ask what you about was it. That? You know, oh, I partridge. see. Okay, partridge. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought you'd become racist. Okay. Um, no, I haven't become racist. I'm still racist. Wait, where's the irony? Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you, you seen any more telly so we can stop talking about? That? Uh, there Fucking is crown. Oh uh, wow! Uh, yeah, I had to bring that point up. No, the 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 other telly that I've started watching and that I've not actually finished yet. Oh yeah. Is the original Star Trek. Hey. Um, which Always I find like the the cage that the the pilot episode is a fascinating piece of TV history because it bears so little resemblance to what we'd come to identify as Star Trek. Um, but there's there's like one set like backdrop that looked really good, but it's full of these really static characters. Spock is yeah. completely different. The whole atmosphere of the thing feels incredibly stiff, and it's like it, it feels like a first draft, essentially. It feels like a first go-round of the concept without really knowing anything about character. But it's just yeah. like, okay, let's just see what the concept is. And I was like, wow. If you looked at that now, if, if somebody based their idea of what Star Trek is on seeing that, they would have their fucking minds blown by what comes next, like because it's so dynamically different. But I found it so interesting. Um, the weird thing about the series is that, I mean, much like you know, the next generation, which I absolutely love to bits, and I've talked you know quite a lot about yeah, on the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. When you get round to that, I can't wait for you to get round to that at some point. I think you will yeah, really you love keep it. Keep waiting, mate. Cause that's yeah, not yeah. Happen, but no, it, I'm sure it will eventually. I'm sure you give in. But the weird thing is, it's like, it wants to be 
a progressive show. Yeah. But but because of the it, it, it was a progressive show, but it still feels limited because of the uh, era that it's made in and the, you know, inherent sort of um, misogyny of the era and the politics mm -hmm. of the era. It feels like they, they want to be progressive, but there are still like aesthetic things that give away that it's still it's being produced in an inherently sexist um society right yeah i find that absolutely fascinating um but they're still like you know in terms of i'm amazed that they given the era that it was made in i'm amazed they were able to do some of this stuff you know yeah. there's like i mean three episodes in and they start calling out like you know this commonplace benign sexism i think there's there's one it's a, a character and he He's having a conversation with a, a female nurse, and as she goes to leave, he, he slaps her arse. And there's a whole scene where Captain Kirk has to explain to the guy, "Look, this is not cool. <laughs> like, this is this is not how we conduct ourselves. You know, like this is the this is an attitude of a completely bygone era." And I thought, "Wow, this is this is fucking incredible." And when I reflect on how progressive, you know, the next generation was, you know. That yeah. was that started getting made in like eighty seven, and I think we hadn't actually really progressed that that much as a society between the two shows, and yet they still tackle so much. I'm like, wow. I mean, Star Trek, I can see why people love it. You know what I mean? Um, but it yeah. it is a strange thing to be made in an era that isn't as progressive as the show. You know, it's a, well, yeah, really strange thing. I I know some Star Trek trivia that I think is relevant if you don't mind me because uh, that is a show I've only watched a few episodes of and I really enjoy it. The original yeah, series, yeah. I think it's really difficult not to enjoy. Mm. Um, that that was the show. Now, I, if I'm wrong, I apologize profusely, but I'm fairly sure I'm not wrong. That was the first scripted kiss between a white fella and an African American woman on it, TV it, ever. I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uhura, when the, when they're mind controlled or something. When yeah, that's Uhura right. Kirk and her mind controlled. But I read once that they shot a scene that would have replaced that scene if you know if it fell foul of the censors or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when they did the replacement scene, Shatner deliberately crossed his eyes so it wouldn't be usable. <laughs> Is that true? Because if that's true, I, that's, that's what brilliant. I've read. That's what I've read. So he, so he torpedoed. This, he, he facilitated it. He facilitated yeah, it. he torpedoed the alternative. Is, that's fucking yeah, great. That is kind of cool. I understand that he's become a bit of a cock recently, but still. Well, he's um, old. You know, it yeah. happens. I mean, it's going to happen to us at some point. Yeah. I mean, uh, not but, now, obviously. I mean, that, 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 of course, carried over into, like, again, having not seen much of any of it. Mm. TNG was a progressive as well. I mean, there was the AIDS story, wasn't there? There was a story about a virus that basically mirrored AIDS, HIV. Um, um, and but, but even on a baseline level, the original um, Star Trek, like, you know, you've got your, correct me if I'm wrong, you've got your, you know, your American captain, you've got African-American, you've got a her, you've got a Russian, there's a Scottish chap in there, you know, they had yep. to throw one of those cunts in. Yep, um, just to be progressive, you know. Yeah, just we're token here too. Scotsman. A token yeah. Scotsman. Token Scotsman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna uh, make a film see, called you, Token you know Scotsman. I mean? Like compared compared to contemporary programming, that's that seems to me like it's really kind of multicultural. But yeah, yeah, very diverse cast, and it wasn't I, I like ha, I, 
they didn't they didn't cast yeah. a white American to play, you know, somebody of another ethnicity. No, they they hired people of those ethnic origins to play those those characters. I mean, okay, so like you know, um, uh, the guy that played Chekhov wasn't a Russian, but like aesthetically, obviously, no, no, no. you know, they're 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 white, right? You know, but, they, yeah, they, but by compar by comparison, it still is a progressive show. I yes, no, like, completely, completely. Yeah. But it but it does um, feel restricted by the yeah, era that it's produced in, which I find that's like it's fighting. It's fighting the era that it's in all the way. And I'm just like, that, yeah. that's that's really interesting to me. Um, I will I, get I, to the I end do, of it. Jokes aside, I do want to make time for Star Trek because I I, I, do, I understand it will be good. Well, the, I well, just the, haven't. Do you know what the other interesting thing about the original series, comparative to, say, like The Next Generation, is that the characters don't really change? They're all very... Yeah. the the As you've seen them, like Kirk, Spock, McCoy, all the, all the iconic characters... Yeah, they, they, it's episodic, they, isn't it? Yeah. Not like arcs or... No, that's it. They start the series very much as they continue to be. There's no, there's no real character growth. They're, you're very apart from the cage, where Spock is a completely different character. When it gets into the second episode, when the series actually starts, they're all very yeah. much as they as they are for the entire of their journey. The, there's character progression in the next generation. Um, and it made it a really weird comparative point. It's like, oh, so we're basically, there's no arc to follow. There's no journey here. It's just like, we're just seeing them on a, a series of adventures. I mean, you know, there's a little bit of progression when we get to the films yeah. with the original cast. But basically through the series, they are as they are. You know, we yeah. learn more about them, but they don't grow. They just, they don't change. Well, They're well, just... That's one of the things I like about it from what I've seen is when I do catch an episode, which is usually when I'm on holiday or something and it's on. Yeah. I get, I'll get myself a little mini movie to enjoy. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I the, appreciate that. The entire thing is on Netflix. Um, Last time what? I was on holiday, I caught an episode at random, and it was the one where they were in like Nazi Germany. Oh yeah, I don't think I've reached that one yet. From, oh, from it memory. was great. <laughs> yeah, I, t I tell you what though, that first series of the original series, uh, yeah. way too much time travel. Um, they they oh, they, be, they become slightly dependent on time travel as a as a propeller for a story. Uh, it's just like how how many more times can we do this then? Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, well worth a look. I I quite enjoy it. Um, I mean, Next Generation will always be the standard to me because it's the first one I really saw, and it's you know it's it's my thing. But as as yeah, as as a thing, I'm like the original series actually has a has a lot of merit, and it's and it's equally as forward thinking as, and progressive as the next generation within the limits of that era. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that this except is except for the episode, except for the episode Code of Honor. Uh, we, we, <laughs> which 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 one is that? The the first season TNG episode episode that's really racist. Uh you remind me. No, because that's all I know. I know it exists. That they, 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 it's the, there's a super racist episode in the first series of TNG quite early on. It's like episode three or something. Uh, hang on, let me let me look this up. I'm uh, not, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just you, saying this exists. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh, confirm this now because I I have no yeah. memory Is of it a really Code racist. of Honor. If I can, I think I might have confused it with an episode of Beast Wars. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Holy shit! Code, I, I know, I know. Hang on. Please tell me. Oh, God, thank God I haven't. Oh, thank Jesus for that. Okay. Um, is it, Was it called Code of Honor? 
Is it the fourth episode of the first season of um, Code of Honor? Yeah, racist. I'm going to add the word racist. Code of Honor, racist. Um, uh, Yeah, apparently it is racist. Yeah, Um, but so I have I have no memory of that being racist. Uh, I'd need to have a look back at that. Um, Possibly, Yeah. yeah. Potentially, that is a. Problematic so one. A, a, a mission of mercy is jeopardized when a planetary ruler's society wants an Enterprise officer as his wife. Uh, the USS Enterprise D has traveled to Ligon 2 for a vaccine for known on that planet that is needed to cure a plague and Achilles fever on the Federation planet Cyrus 4. Captain Picard has to negotiate with the Ligonian leader Lutan for the vaccine. Picard, Troy, and Riker meet up with Natasha Yar and Cargo Bay 1, who gives a fuck where it is, to greet the Lagonians. While travelling to the Cargo Bay in a turbo lift, Riker and Troy inform Picard that Lagonians are close to humanoid race with similarities to human culture, as well as an extremely proud race. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. I don't understand how this is racist, but I'm sure it is. In the observation it, it, line, Picard presents Luton with a 13th century statue of a horse from China's Sung Dynasty. Blah, blah, blah. Subservient to the men, women, own all the land and wealth, but subservient to men. Aikido training hollow program. Photon torpedoes. Oh, I see. Picard blacks up and does a menstrual dance. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't happen for anybody who hasn't seen it. Yeah, I know. Apparently that episode's very racist. I haven't seen it. I'm sure it is, but yeah. I mean, that's a series that when I think of Star Trek, I just think of progressive, to be honest. But, yeah, you know, yeah. we all have our missteps. We all have yeah. our missteps. Well, yeah. I Noel mean, Clark, is, for example. If it's, if it is racist, then I will go back and have a look at that. I don't, there, there mm-hmm. is certainly no ill intent, right? You, you can't have a series that forward thinking. No, I know, I know. I, I get yeah. it. We, yeah. we're, we're always on the old intent. I know. This um, is it, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm just saying. I only mention that because I happen to know it existed. Cause I oh, fair enough, fair enough. Like, okay, I'm gonna go back and have a look at that. Um, yeah. Just to just to see how bad it is. Then I'm, I'm quite curious because yeah. maybe I've maybe uh, I've skipped over that. Yeah, I've got no more telly to talk about. I, no, I'm I'm done with telly. I'm done with telly. Shall we talk about something that we've both seen? Yes. Um, filth. Yes, we've both seen some filth yes. in our days. I'll yes, yeah. Let, let, let's let's talk about some fucking filth. Yeah, yeah. Um, Based on the so, Irvine Welsh novel of the same name. Yeah, I loved this film. Yes, I, I loved, just I, loved I was I was so so like just found it absolutely hysterical, like just top to bottom. Um, I get very like, into. I got very into it. it. It took me a few minutes to get into it. Except the first, I was like, "Oh shit!" It, they're doing a kind of almost Tarantino sort of, not Tarantino, like a Guy Ritchie-ish almost kind of. Like, yes, yeah. It was. Thing. It was very sort of in terms of the introduction of the characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was. It was leaning into that territory. A bit too um, affected. A bit too affected for it to matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, sure, sure. It felt a bit false. It felt a bit fake. Addressing the camera, that whole. Ferris Bueller shit. Um, yeah, yeah, for but sure. No, I um, think this film is really good, and I'm surprised more yeah. people don't talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I was like, I was impressed how it leans so far into just being horrible, yeah. and yet never. It, I, I never felt like, I never felt it became ugly. I never felt it became grim. I mean, it, it yeah. does 
go into some very sobering sort of territory relative to how funny it's been, you know, in the first like hour or so on. Yeah. Um, and it does have, it has just this little undercurrent of humanity running through it. Yes. Which agreed. meant that I, you know, I couldn't be offended by it because well, it, you it know, is the it, scene near the beginning where he gives CPR to the uh, dying guy. Right, yeah. That's a good uh, yeah. sobering, I guess. That's it. And and the consequences of that, that through line, yeah. just just grounded it enough that I could enjoy the absurdity of yeah. where it goes well, it and still know that I'm not actually seeing a completely worthless character. Like, yeah, you know, it doesn't, you, you, it doesn't yeah. glorify it. It doesn't glorify it. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. But it leans into some pretty, like, sick stuff yeah. right Dark stuff, um yeah. yeah mcavoy i thought was fucking brilliant in that film he's great i was yeah. just like he i mean he is an actually i think quite underrated actor to be honest i like him um, a lot. yeah i can't think I, of I, I, him in that i didn't like him in yeah yeah i think he he grounded it uh, really well his performance um but uh when we were uh talking about it yeah we entered into quite an interesting uh discussion about the ending of it like yeah. the the reveal towards the end. I mean, yeah. and so like just to like let's. Uh, I thought it would be a good opportunity to like to put that into context and and bring that out well, as well. Well, I'm a yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit loath to do so. If I mean, I'll do it. I'm not saying I don't want to talk about it. If only because it's difficult territory. Yeah, uh, and it and it's territory I, I, again that we don't have we, you know mm. we lack a perspective on mm. just to just to put that but out there basically the the the, the movie it it, it feeds a, an existing preconception that about i don't want to say trans people because it's not strictly that no, I think it would, like, it's more cross dressing. Right. It, it has yeah. basically those kind, those kind of adjacent kind of gendery issues. Yeah, they're very yeah, they're they're all very you get sort what, of close you get together. I, yeah, yeah, well, sort of, but yeah, you get me uh, in a way that sure. I think is worth warning about because while I don't think the film itself is saying people who do this are degenerate, I don't think that's no. the intention at all. Knowing having read the book knowing about other books by the same author and that you know and mm -hmm. it, well the text of the film itself when you watch it yeah 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 um it does feed into that kind of preconception or, or the whole dress to kill kind of thing you know it, it, it's it's not it's an ugly-ish thing uh, and I, I i feel kind of awkward talking about it because i you don't want to be explicit. it is about it, but if uh, but I think in talking about the film, it would be remiss of us not to address yeah. this particular point, right? Now, I see when you when you said that to me initially, I was kind of taken aback, mm. not considering, and I must admit, I was not considering the context of the depiction of like cross dressing transvestism in yeah. cinema, right, yeah. as a larger thing, yeah, and I think, yeah. It feeds into that because there there hasn't. If you look for a positive portrayal of that, you you'll never find it. Yeah, it's really difficult to find one. Yeah. Yeah, but what informed me more, which I I think I said to you when we were talking about yes. it, is that I don't think it actually. 
we're certainly, you know, if there's anything of that, it's not intentional. No, I agree. But, uh, yeah. The, the problem, I mean, obviously, that, that the problem there is that, well, you know this, this is what you've just said, but obviously, regardless yeah. of intent, the imagery is still there. Like, sure, that, yeah, 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 problem. right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Mm. But what informed me on, on me more was mm. the fact that we only see all, his, all of his vile characteristics when he's dressed in his social, acceptable you know, uh, visage. Yeah, when he's a cop, he's, basically. Yeah, yeah, when he's in his suit, you know, yeah. he's he's presented as a white, straight male in a suit. Yeah. And this is and this is when he does all of his really unseemly stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, because I was slightly taken aback when you presented that because that was what I took in my head. I was like, oh yeah, but he's he's only a, an asshole when he's you know the most socially acceptable presentable uh yes. image you know that is that is out there and yeah. i was like oh okay and i thought we should talk about this because i thought it was an interesting point of discussion between us when we when we originally had it anyway yeah not I mean, not to really reach any particular conclusion or anything but just to you know as in terms of the context of the film i thought it was yeah. it was interesting that we came from these two very uh different sort of perspectives i guess i think that you're i think that i don't think that our reads are contradictory to be honest Mm. like i i think i agree with you uh Mm. but as we've said it doesn't change the it doesn't change yeah the the larger the larger issue is still an issue yeah for for sure yeah yeah absolutely i mean um i mean i'm not 100 percent sure what else i personally could add to that i mean it's also complicated. <laughs> the way it almost feels a bit like to say throw this in or, or something, it's almost condescending in a way. Uh, mm. But I'm not sure, I'm not, I, I don't know. I, I mean, again, when it, when it comes to the actual imagery, the intent doesn't matter. But when it comes to the point, obviously, it does to more to more become more of a factor. Uh, yeah. But that's beyond me, to be honest. I I, I wouldn't yeah. to speculate because I I don't have a. I was about to say I don't have a dog in the game, but that's such a stupid dog in the race. Whatever this phrase is, it, 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 yeah. I only mentioned it because I thought that I should do, you know, I thought it's, this is worth bringing up because I think it's kind of interesting because uh, I don't think it would get made now and it's not even been that long. It's it's only been no, like, six, it's seven, like two, seven, eight years 2012, so. I think, something yeah. like that. Oh, nearly 10 years. Fuck me, Jesus. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. But it's really interesting to me to think that things have changed so much that that would struggle to get made now. I, I really do think it would be a problem. Uh, mm. Because at the time, ten, nearly 10 years ago, I mean, I knew that this stuff existed, but you never heard about it. No. No, not at all. I think that's, I mean, I, I say that as, you know, someone who's never in this sort of circle, who's not, who wasn't really in the circles who would talk about this. I, when I was 10 years ago, I didn't have any trans friends. I didn't know anyone who was intersex or anything like that. Right. I knew they existed. Now yeah, I have some yeah, trans for sure. friends. Now I have trans friends. I know they exist. I am more aware of the 
plight. And then you look back and you think, hang on, me not knowing these people existed 10 years ago is part of the fucking problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, um, yeah. So because all the media, anytime I would see someone who was transgender or cross, cross-dressing or whatever, any of that stuff, mm. it was in something like this, when they were presented yeah. as... A, a, either a degenerate or a subset of degeneracy, or right. a, or, yeah. or adjacent to degeneracy, or yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You get it. So that that's a really absolutely. In, I, think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really interesting to think of, to be honest. So. Yeah, but I I hadn't considered that mm. perspective when you presented this to me initially, mm. and and that's why it was quite jarring to me. I was like, mm. I was like, why why are you? It was almost like. I like this film, but I feel a bit guilty about liking it. And I was like, well, why? Mm. And then you, you, you pitched that to me and I was like, I hadn't even considered that angle, but I, but I guess that's the point, right? You know, we, we the awareness doesn't come, you, you don't gain awareness by yourself, no. right? You, you have to, it has to be a discussion. You have to become informed. Well, I mean, and, uh, and, you can gain it by yourself, but you have, but it, it's hard. Like it's, it's difficult. Well, it's, you... it's, it's the, if you haven't got the context of other people's experiences and perspectives, how do you, how do you really gain it? Yeah. You know, if it, I, I, I don't think it is something you can gain by yourself. You can acquire knowledge. Yeah. But, but I don't think you can acquire any sort of wisdom or any real appreciation for, you know, how, uh, other people might view something like this, right? Mm. And so it was great to actually have that conversation with you because I, I started actually thinking about the larger cinematic context of something like this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah actually, this is nice. Actually, it it feeds into the problem yeah. as much as on its own, the film, I don't think particularly is a problem. No, I, I don't think that. I think it's I think it's great. I think that they... Uh, they, they make the the character the main character's awfulness is so clear and so yeah, and it's so over the top as yeah. well. Yeah, it's it's so yeah. absurd. But I I think that it wouldn't have really worked on on any particular level without yeah. uh, McAvoy. Uh, I th I just thought he was fucking fantastic in that he, part. Yeah, he makes it totally. Uh, it, uh, we, we, I don't. We've already sort of done a bit of a spoiler, to be honest. But the yeah, the last. I think the last scene, the last shot, is absolutely top tier. Like I, I think about it. So yeah, <laughs> I think about it. So it like is... It's so mo so awful and jarring. Yeah, and brutal. I love it. That that's it. That's it. And it did. And, and even within the absurdity, it's not afraid to go into those places. I thought, God, yeah. I, I, I it, it sat with me for ages after I'd stopped watching it. I was yeah. like, yeah, I will definitely go back to that at I some point. I am really it. glad you liked it because I didn't think you would. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> absolutely fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Um, are we are we done with that? Do you think? Mm. I want to share something else on the subject though. Okay, go. I've been thinking about this for a while now. Uh, I just mm -hmm. want to mention it real briefly. It's about the whole about sort of trans thing again. Um. Mm -hmm. A while back, and this is this is going to sound really minor, but it stuck with me at the time. I uh -huh. recently befriended uh, a trans woman uh, uh -huh. on Facebook, etc. We worked on the same project, like writing, uh, and I wrote up a list of my hundred favorite movies in my that have come out in my lifetime since like eighty seven. Yeah. And when uh -huh. I like holding my hands up here, like uh, what? Uh, I'm gonna 
misgender someone, but I'm doing it because the story won't make sense if I don't, and I wouldn't do it now. Okay. okay? All right, yep. I wrote my list of 100 films, and I included, for example, Speed Racer, Don't Kill Me. Uh, but I cre- <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I credited it, I was going through who sh- how should I credit these movies, and I thought I'll credit them as per the credits of the film themselves. Uh, what does it say? The Wachowski brothers. And the, and in, yeah. Yes, and in the space, in Speed Racer, in the credits, it says it's directed by the Wachowski brothers. So, mm-hmm. yeah. which, as we all know, are now. Uh, I've forgotten their names, but they're now the Wachowski uh, sisters, basically. Lana, Lana and... and something Wachowski. Lena, yeah. maybe? I'm going to find out. Because uh, I want to get this right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they, and, and they are, and have always been, basically. That, that, that is how it yeah, is now. Yeah, that is how it yeah is. exactly. It's not how it is now, that's just how it is. Uh, so that's yeah. what I did. And this uh, friend of mine uh, told me off for doing that. And at the time, okay. I was kind of like, no, 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 it's not like that. I've just done it because that's what it said on the film, mm-hmm. and that's the same as I've done for mm-hmm. all the others. And I, you know, I'm thinking, and I, and to an extent, I still think logically, actually, what I'm saying is completely true and right. So I, I have no reason to feel bad about this, which is, I think, to an is is it understandable why I would think that. In um, in purely like you're crediting yeah. them as they are credited yes. in that particular yes. film, yes. yes, that 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 yeah, I I would I would agree with you. But, that doesn't mean that you're not acknowledging that yes, they aren't, yes. they, and that and they I, have been, and, I'd and said, are now yes. by legal definition or you know credit definition or whatever you want to the yeah. Wachowski sisters, right? Lily, Lily, Lana, and Lily Wachowski. Lily, Lily, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Lily and Lana. Now, yeah. um, at the time, it got relatively sort of ugly. Because it was just this kind of you're not. I remember just saying you're not engaging with me like in good faith. I've already explained the position, and I'm not changing it, and I'm not removing any. I'm not like taking the name off of anyone's work. It's ridiculous. So fuck off, basically. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think back on that, and I can see exactly why I would think that and why I'd react that way. And yeah. what I'm saying is not logically and rationally air quotes incorrect. Yeah. A part of me thinks, you know what? I could have saved this person from seeing another fucking example of yes. that just by saying, you know what? That's fair enough. I'll change it. I, I, you can say because I would still, I would still, it, where I was coming from would have still been there. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. would still have been like, well, that's fair enough. What I this said, is, what yeah. I said, is still true, but it doesn't actually affect me in any way if I just change that. But for no, her, no, no, for all. her, it was just another fucking little tiny example yes. of shit. And looking right. back, looking back on that now, I think, oh god, I, I don't. It doesn't beat me. I don't beat myself up about it. I don't hurt over no. it. It doesn't make me sad. But it's just, yeah. it was a learning thing. It took me like six, seven, eight years to realize. Oh, I should have just said yeah and done it. Cause of course, fuck it. Like, because what, who cares? I don't. Yeah, need to... because the issue is. Yeah. Obviously, they identified as women way before they made the change, mm-hmm. right? Although mm-hmm. they were credited as the Wachowski brothers in mm-hmm. in that film, they didn't identify themselves as men. Yeah. Right. So there's the inherent problem, right? Yeah. You're you're just following what it actually says. That is their actual title credit, yeah. but that's not representative no. of who they were as people. So. Yeah. I totally get it. I totally get it. And, all the same. Yeah. All the same. I but still the thing is, think I made the wrong decision, ultimately. Uh, like, yeah, but the yeah. thing is, okay, but you've learned from it. Yes, right? I have, yeah. You, you don't... If you had, if you had done that and it hadn't, you hadn't 
given any thought to that in sense, and you were still yeah. doing that kind of thing, then it would be a yeah. problem, right? Now, I'm not saying yeah. it wasn't an issue, but you've taken right. it and you've learned from it. Yeah. Right? Well, this is the thing. I'm sure I'm sure that I still say shitty things and don't realise it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, this is why I'm sure that I do. people to tell me this stuff. You need people to tell you this stuff. This isn't backing up what you said. You need this. You need these incidents mm. where you can feel complete injustice. Yeah. At the time, and like, although it's ridiculous, how dare you compare me to like this? How you know, like, how dare you call this transphobic when I've explained myself? And then right. you realize it's a systemic problem. It's not you yeah. necessarily. It's, yeah, it's not individually. It, 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 it is. It gets. It, it, yeah. Symptomatic of the larger problem and it's Which sometimes the way i think about stuff like this sorry yeah. i'm sorry i'm yeah. not interrupting you i promise uh, yeah. but the way i think about this stuff now is something that occurred to me relatively recently which is like i was like uh, how can i put this gracefully i think if you've spent if you spend your life with your identity being challenged like this in the most minuscule like insidious yeah. ways yeah. all the time because all of society is tailored towards you not existing essentially for sure yeah uh, if you're told that you don't count the, yeah if the worst thing that comes from me doing this thing is that every so often i will feel a bit bad right I'll take that on the chin. It's, it's, <laughs> you know? it's a fucking the worst small... thing is ever gonna happen. The worst thing is ever gonna happen to me is I'm gonna think, oh, I did this bad thing once. I feel a bit bad about it. Do like, you... why do people have such a problem with the idea that they should sometimes feel bad for shitty things they've done? Right. Do like, you know what? It, it... This is so interesting because I was having this conversation, well, or a similar conversation at least, with my housemate just yeah. yesterday. Yeah, and it, and it's that you know, especially in the wake of like recent events uh, that have been sort of shown um like in the media you know the whole the the protest that got broken up um yeah or like the vigil that got set up for a certain yeah, 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 yeah. and the police action against that yeah. and it's like the, the the there's still evidence of the misogynist culture that we live in yes and i you know am very aware now i mean basically like you know in order to get into this right you know we, we'll talk about this briefly yeah I we we were having a conversation about trust, yeah, and, and it was like you know what, what how would you, would you say that you trust me because we've known each other for years now and we've lived together like four years, and she yeah. said ninety eight percent, and I thought that's that's interesting. So where's where's the other two percent? And she says because I have to allow for the potential of your behaviour to change, yeah, that that might you know in in some way be threatening or something, and I thought yeah. that's fucking. I hate that she has to allow for that. I don't take that yeah. personally at no, all. No, no, no. That's like, yeah, because I'm I'm a man, right? Now, if the price that I have to pay is yeah. that I have to be acutely aware of my actions, my words, my behavior every day around her, despite the, the fact that we have formed a close friendship. And it, I imagine yeah. it'd be the same with any woman that I know, right? Yes. If that is the price to pay, I'll take, I'll take that. Right, because yeah. it's nothing, right? Comparative to what they deal with day on day, that's fucking nothing, yeah. right? Yeah, I I don't mind yeah. being awake to this shit, and what I hope is that if I if there was ever anything, you know, if I ever said something that was maybe slightly out of character or made them feel uncomfortable, that I've built up enough of a 
trust with them that they could just say, look, that's not on. And I can then adjust my behavior and I can think on it and I can learn from yeah. it, you know? And this is yeah. basically what you've had. You, you've had a learning experience. It's, I've had it, so many learning experiences right? <laughs> in my life. But this like, is why. This, is, this, this comes back to the point. It's like I don't think that you can really learn anything by yourself. I think you, you have to have people in your life to allow for experiences like this for you to have an example to learn from as opposed to learning it from a book, right? Yeah. And it, they, it doesn't register for me with the same amount of impact as a real-life situation. No, of course it and, and you've obviously uh, taken that on the chin and learned from it. And isn't yeah. you know I mean how you can't you can't reverse that mistake, but you can make sure that it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Right. Isn't isn't that what it's all about really in the end? I mean we're, we you know yeah. as long as as long as you're not being hurtful in your actions. I I said like the base. Like, like I said, it's it's like I say it's not something that I think about and it haunts me. Mm. It's just a pertinent example that came to mind. There are things in my life, and I'm not talking about super dark shit, so don't get worried. Okay. 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 There are things in my life that I have done and said that do haunt me. Yeah. <laughs> that I wish I hadn't done. Sure. Uh, usually along the lines of like uh, just saying retarded. Oh, damn it! I said it again. <laughs> God sake, why can't I stop? Why can't I get out? I'm not even censoring that one. I'm not even censoring that one. <laughs> I want people to know how ingrained this shit is in my head, okay? <laughs> I'm desperately trying not to say that word, and I keep yeah. saying it, and I hate myself for it. But the point, and it's relevant to my point, man. The point I'm trying to make is sure. that you, though there are, there are things you think back on, and you think, oh, Jesus, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Like, why? Jesus Christ, why did I say that? You cringe, you feel like shit. And as, as we're saying, if the price that I pay as a man is that you have to think about your behavior sometimes, fucking fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You see so many people saying, like, why should I be considered a threat? Well, I'm not going to do anything. Right. How do we know yeah. that? How do you, how do we know that? How Deal do they it. know that? Too bad. Too fucking right? too fucking bad. Like you know, that's, the, the... that's too bad. You know, pro, you know, you go ahead and live your life and don't hurt anyone and maybe right. you understand. But But the the default yeah. setting for any human being, right, is don't be a cunt. Right? That is that is the baseline, that is the minimum that you have got to hit, right? Yeah. How because it actually takes effort to be a cunt. It takes actually much less effort to be fucking decent yeah you know that that that's that's it so consider your behavior consider your words consider how they might impact other people you might not get that immediately because everybody's got trigger points right and everybody's going to get into yeah. an argument that isn't necessary you know or you know um say something that is spur of the moment right but consider yeah. it at least take the time to think about it later, right? And at least take the time to go, ah, oh, let's see that from the other perspective, you know? That's all well, you've got. I mean, I, it, it takes so little effort to fucking do that. Well, I, I've, I'm kind of... I don't say known, but my pattern is basically in every little argument I end up getting into, or every disagreement, mm. I, 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 if I walk away from it, no matter how heated I am, 
I usually realise within about 12 hours, ah, fuck, I'm completely wrong, and they're completely right. <laughs> and part of me wonders if that, like, apart, and you know, the, the fact that, I'm a, that I have the space to do that is great. I'm really happy that that, that that happens. And the only thing that I'm worried about, the only thing that really scares me, considering that this is a world that is so hostile now, mm. Like I don't want to break connections that I've formed. I need to have friends. Like yeah, I, I yeah. can't. I need to be. I can't push people away. I can't do it. And then, sorry, this is turning into psychoanalysis. Sure, yeah, <laughs> getting through psychoanalysis corner. <laughs> well, that's just the thing, man. This is it. Like, I know it's recently. This is really minor. Mm. I, recently, someone I know had uh, unfollowed me, and I don't follow, I don't track my followers on Twitter. I'm not that obsessed, but I just happened to notice because I clicked through to their profile. I was like, "Oh, they don't follow me anymore. Shit. What, yeah. what have I said? Right. What have I done? Yeah. How have I hurt this person?" And mm -hmm. I messaged them. I said, "Like, this is going to sound obsessed, but like, I noticed that you've unfollowed me. I don't care. Like, it's fine if you want to unfollow me. I don't mind. I know I tweet a lot, but I've got to know if I've said something and I've hurt you. You've got to tell me because I didn't mean to, and I mm -hmm. really want to make it right." Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, no, nothing like that. Nothing like that. I just use lists instead. It's easier to follow people using lists. And I'm like, does it? Like it's so important to fucking keep these connections, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's... I got Jesus Christ, especially is... in the pandemic, man. Yeah, it is desperately important. I mean, especially particularly in the last year when you know you've, you've not, yeah. we've not been able to do anything. But I think it's mm. it's important because those connections like keep you grounded. They keep you thinking about context they keep you thinking about other mm. perspectives right if you if you didn't have that yeah. if, you, if you only had your own head as company yeah. you would go fucking spare right but I don't you, want to you, keep my own head as company Christ. right but you also wouldn't have any avenue for consideration of anything what if you literally had a clone of your own head as your only friend um well can, can we extend that to like a full body clone no Okay, no, I'm not it's interested. I'm, in a jar I'm not. I'm not interested in answering that question. Then I'm afraid. Okay, that's fair. I just thought we'd gone quite a while without doing any jokes, so I thought I'd throw a little gag. <laughs> we don't want to be too sincere on this. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't do, would it? That's not what they come no. for. We'll set <laughs> up we a. Talk about... Well, I watched on Netflix uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Yeah, I've seen this uh, uh, advertised. I thought this is not for me. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really good. It's it's great. In fact, I I thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller. I'm not sure if they produced or directed it, but they are involved in it. It has the Spider Verse visual kind of vibe going yes, on. Yes, uh, it's it's funny. Like now, I'm not sure how you felt about this film. I've forgotten. I know we've talked about it, but I have forgotten your opinion on it. It feels like a spiritual follow-up to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, except not shit, like the actual sequel to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> I um, remember... I love Cloudy. Cloudy, Cloudy is one I have to go back to. I remember watching it together, um, and I thought, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, yeah. But, I, but I, I've no real memory of it, so I do need to go back to it. But I don't the, remember the, the, not liking it. The Mitchells versus the Machines was... Um, a much more nuanced film than the trailer makes it look. It does have the wacky kind of action, but the trailer makes it look like it's one of those films that's like, oh, phone bad, you know, family good, phone bad. And it's not like that, because it's kind of about the dichotomy of, like, her 
Katie, the main character, her dad thinks that, you know, the the screen is like a barrier between them, but she's like, now I use the screen to kind of express my sort of creative side, make make videos, make things like that. That's her thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that feeds into this whole greater uh, robot apocalypse storyline, which is just laced with like funny jokes and really, really, really nice visuals. Um, okay. I thought it was great. Like, I'd give it a fucking five straight up. I thought it was really great. Probably the best animated one I've seen in ages. Kick the shit out of all the Pixars that I've seen recently. Uh, Favourite one probably since Cloudy, to be honest. And it really did feel like a spiritual sequel to that for me. Really similar humour. The only thing I didn't like is... uh, There's a great, a vaguely gratingly meme-ish... 2D side to the movie where they put visuals on the screen to illustrate certain things that I feel like didn't need to be illustrated that way. They could have just, you know, trusted the sort of expressions that they had. It's uh-huh. stuff like there's a, a bit where the main character is sad and and like when while well, she sort of sighs and then a sort of sketchy-ish 2D heart appears and then breaks in half on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I get that it's stylized, but like, I I understood that she was sad. Like, you didn't. <laughs> I mean, and it, it didn't. Add, like, I'm not. There's nothing. Some of the 2D stylist stuff is really cool, but then some of it is just kind of like this adds nothing and it's just distracting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, honestly, if you ever feel like it, uh, great. Really, can't, can't recommend it enough to be honest. Well, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that might be one much you know. much better than it needed to be. Much funnier than it needed to be. Well, this is the thing. On on its own, like just looking at like a trailer, it it didn't yeah. sell to me at all. The fact that you are speaking so positively about it means that you know it it'll be at least on my radar to give a look at some point. I guess, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah plus, I'll, the, the I'll get right now. plus, when they renamed it Connected the Idiots, <laughs> and then they've changed the name back to the correct name, the Mitchells versus the Machines, which is a much better name. Yeah, yeah. I think Connected. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll go with that. Um, are you, are you done with that one? Yeah, I'm done with that. One. Yeah, okay. I want to speak uh, briefly uh, about Waking Fright. Oh, uh, that's a good yeah, film. Oh, yeah, fucking hell. This this really registered for me. I was thinking about this for ages after it finished. I'm not going to speak extensively about it because it is so, as far as I understand, it's so little known that if anybody's listening to this and hasn't seen it, you know, I'd kind of like to them to discover it for themselves. But genuinely hit sort of uh, a level of discomfort. Basically, the way other people react to Texas Chainsaw Massacre in terms of Mm. discomfort, that's how I felt with this. And it was this really just like right from the start, just this incredible level of discomfort. Um, it's helped a lot by the photography and the location. I mean, like the heat is palpable. I, I could, I could feel it, um, and it captured to me, like kind of like what I mentioned when we were talking about fear and loathing in Las Vegas. That feeling yeah. of being out of control, or yes. being, or being in a situation that is escalating beyond your control, and it's, it's this, you know, um, hostile. Um, hospitality, right? Which yeah. sounds strange as a concept, but it, when you see it, you totally understand what I mean. Um, and and you have this seen this, right? 
Yes, I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah to to the point where where it feels like it's being forced on you. It was it was a big big trigger for me, like very very acutely tense stuff. Yeah. Um, where it goes was just like it it made me feel ill, and. Yeah. I got to the end and it was it was a relief to get to the end of it but only because I realized that like for the entire thing I'd I'd been so fucking tense sitting through it. Yeah. Um all I'll say about it is um it's yeah basically if you, if you haven't heard of this I'm not entirely surprised. Uh seek it out because it's it is well worth a look. It, it stayed with me for yeah. ages. I really really Wake liked it. Wake in fright. Wake in really fright. Nineteen seventy one. The same director as uh, First Blood. Yeah. And it, and it's about a teacher um, who takes. Uh, um, he's, he's working in some remote town in the outback, and on his way to um, basically being on holiday, he gets he gets stranded in this even more remote place in the outback yeah. and it's oh it's it's queasy as fuck i, th- I thought it was yeah. so so well, they, they make claustrophobia despite the fact that it's pretty open if that makes sense that's like, that's really, it yeah yeah they manage yeah. to make it feel like there's yeah it, it's it's an excellent film it's it's difficult to it's difficult to talk about without spoiling it so yeah yeah and I, I i don't i don't want to spoil it i will say like yeah. if, if you're a fan of that kind of thing absolutely seek this out it, it is definitely it feels uh i i don't hear people talking about it i just stumbled across it it must have been on some list or something you know like uh like the top 10 underrated yeah. you know australian films or something I, I don't know how i found it but i was like oh that sounds all right i thought i'll have a shot at this and yeah really rewarding really rewarding to sit through but really uncomfortable stuff but i thought it was fucking great really really good so that i feel brings us to a pertinent sort of claustrophobic close to what has ended up being a surprisingly sober episode. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we got really in depth uh, about. Yeah, there was a lot of com- there was a lot of cum talk that in the first half an hour. So. <laughs> yeah, so like if if you yeah. come for the jokes, stick stick with the the very cum heavy first half. Um, yeah, stick come for the jokes, stay for the cum. Um, if you actually wanted to want to hear us actually talking about something that matters, <laughs> uh, stay for the second half. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, again you can get in touch, Ken and Stew show at gmail.com if you want to leave us. Uh some, yeah. Uh, um yeah, we're we're gonna wrap this one up in in now in order to try and keep it breezy. Next time, uh we've still got quite a bit to cover for what will yeah, we have. We'll, what will hopefully be our last lockdown special before the, the big reunion. Yeah. But if it's not it's not But if it's not, we can we can do another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um but get ready for that '90s horror. Yeah, and kick me right. In obviously, the uh, assuming that we uh, are able to get together to do that, we will be talking about Saw Nine. Oh God! Yay! Yes. Because you just won't let me spiral. You just won't let me fucking leave, will you? <laughs> Can't wait! Cannot wait to see that sh- utter derisory. The shite. trap. I cannot wait. The trap is franchise commitment, even when you don't want it. You know, 
I can't believe it's still going, and I can't be happy. So, I couldn't be happy. So, assuming um, the cinemas are supposed to reopen on the 21st of May, assuming all goes to plan yeah. and we can actually get together, we will be talking about that when um, when we come together to do the big 90s horror one, which I'm absurdly <laughs> looking forward to because I've had it planned for a year. Um, I got yes, yes. all the fucking notes for it. Yeah, so that, that should be good. Um, yeah. Next time... I, I'm going to... Die in while recording, <laughs> and I will just, just drop. I will puppet your corpse to to yeah. uh, agree with everything that I'm saying. Basically, yeah, waggling my jaw. Oh, that's really interesting, uh, Ken. Great point. You, you, Ken. You've made another excellent point there, Ken. And uh, I, I, um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you're a good lad. You're a really good lad. I can't think why I ever disagreed also, with you in the first place. I, 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 you're right about the Dark Knight Rises, Pen. It is to be that he gets back to the Dark Knight. Oh, you tickled me with that. Oh, well done. Um, yeah. Also, I I, uh, that's, that's I just want to say that the third Spider-Man is the best in the Sam Raimi trilogy. Like, Stu, what? <laughs> You've never expressed that opinion before. Why, why are you doing that now? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just felt like... I've changed my mind about the whole butler thing. It was the best thing in that film. Ah. Uh, I think it was a. I think it was a good character moment. <laughs> Sorry, what the fuck is a character moment, Stu? Well, it's when we're hey! yeah, and then yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, ended on a bit of levity. That's that's really what you yep. what you wanted, isn't it? The fuck was that?